Hey, Matt, what was that sound? $1,800 tequila. Yeah, so this show is an expensive show. It was a very good show, though. Yeah, so you're going to have to listen to it. What do you think we talked about, or do you remember? Uh, I think we talked about uh, products of the year. Right? Yeah, like bike, gear, bike parts, and uh, tools. But you're going to have to wade through a lot of questions to get there. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is brought to you by Recluse. They make super awesome auto clutches. And uh, Matt, don't you wish you had one? Oh, I do wish I had one every day, especially in the tight technical sections. So they make you a skill level better rider. So you could go from what, uh, novice to intermediate? Oh, in a heartbeat. I know this from experience. When I made it up hills, I had no business making up. And I can agree because nine out of 10 people I know that don't like a recluse clutch have never tried one. So if you need to know a little bit more about recluse clutches, check out www.recluse.com. That's spelled R-E-K-L-U-S-E. And now here's the show. Okay, so live from Pahrump, this is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is the show. What? We're talk weird when he's not here. Oh, okay. Logan, you leading the way? So. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Where we talk about dirt bikes and dirt bike related products. Okay. Anything else that we talk about? <laughs> yeah, well, I was put on the fly, wasn't told, wasn't prepped. Jimmy just ran off and he's coming back with beer, so if you know Jimmy, that's it's pretty on brand. Yeah, you guys did a good job, right? It was it was yeah. perfect while I was gone. I can do Logan this. Logan was now on. Just... Logan was carrying the torch. Did you read the read? We're not done with that yet. No. Who's the show brought to you by? Honda and their new 2021 Sierra 450R is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to the victory circle. This amazing open class motocrosser features all new chassis and a major motor engine overhaul, new suspension and new bodywork. And you can forget about clutch fade, adjustment and hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, ever, the CRI450R explodes out of corners when you need to increase your limit. So go de- get on down to your local dealer and check out the Honda 2021 CRF. 450R. Oh, go to Honda. No, nope. Honda.com to see our full lineup of competition dirt bikes. The CRF450R is intended for close course course operation only. Okay, Matt, would you practice that? I mean, like, would you, would pra- you would practice that if you knew you had to read that? So much so that you could almost read it off of... Uh, off of without having to read it because I tried to I pulled it away from him last time and I let mm-hmm. him read it this time. I noticed that you try to read every word. You should re- kind of memorize it and just kind of flow through it. Yeah. I think that would that would help. You have it in here. Here you have it right here. It's all over the place. You got you know. So you you, you keep working on that. And we'll work on this by the end of the show. Anyway, so I want to thank Honda for coming on and supporting the show. Um, their support is. Uh, a lot more deserving of a prof- professional read than that, but um, Logan's not a professional. Well, he was a professional. I just had to uh, give you a what a, what W nine form you had to fill out there. Yeah, yeah. So which was which is struggle as well. So uh, hey, uh, you know that Dennis guy, Matt? 
Mm-hmm. I caught you. <laughs> I yeah, I caught you with the uh, thing. Um, let's see. Mitch is out there. Uh, uh, Mitch, I have a job for you. I need to. I need to talk to you about something, uh, which is good. Logan, pin that mic. What do you think that means? I think he wants more sound out of it. I can. I can turn a knob and possibly make it make it a little bit better, but. We're not sure. Um, remember, we're not sound experts. Actually, we're not experts at much of anything. Um, and George just posted a picture of a Honda Goldwing on the uh, <laughs> on the on the chat room, which is that's about that's about as bad as the uh, I hate to say it, the agency that I'm working with when we got this stuff because they originally sent me Goldwing ads for. <laughs> Um, and that's a problem is now the agencies are so removed from the actual enthusiasts that are running the, a lot of these companies or even some companies don't have a lot of enthusiasts working there. It's just somebody that took a job at a company doing something. And you might be into frogs. Like, Matt, you're not into frogs, are you? No. no. Logan, you into frogs? Not really. What if I told you you could make like $70,000 a year um, pitching frogs? Whatever that is. Well, suddenly I really like frogs. Right, yes. you you do it. So, um, I don't know. I've, I've I'm dealing with some of these people in the motorcycle industry, and I I don't I don't know. I don't they don't they don't like me. <laughs> uh, okay, so where where are we at? What what's what's the point of the show? Do you do you explain that to people that we answer dirt bike and dirt bike related questions? Yes. What I want to do since this is the last show of the year was kind of talk. Talk through uh, products and bikes and stuff of the year because it's the end of the year. We're going to do this year wrap-up show. Everybody does this, and I have pretty strong opinions about things. Um, and I, I put it out on the Facebooks. So I kind of threw a post up. It was pretty late, so I didn't get a ton of response. So we can let the chat room sort of take over. After all, there are 31 people out there, and you are allowed to comment and chat in the chat room. We'd like to see who you are, where you're at, what you think. Um, and... But I said we were going to do it by my rules, and here's the rules that I have. <laughs> so there, there are a lot of products that that I will that I could mention on this show, like really good products, stuff that is like product of the year worthy. Mm. And I haven't really thought about this much. I was thinking about while we were riding today. Yeah, yeah. Like I was actually, I, I mentioned it to you on the ride, right? That was going to be a little bit of the yeah. theme of the show. And that's when I started thinking about, I should think about like, okay, what would be the bike I would pick bike of the year and what would be the, the gear of the year? So I wrote down bike gear, bike part, and tool. Those seem like decent categories, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, um, we have a lot of people that help us out with uh, dirt bike tests, sponsors, partners, we like to call them. Mm-hmm. Some on this show specifically, others in our digital magazine, which hopefully we'll do a second issue. I, I think we're working on a second issue. I just don't want to work that hard. So blame Jimmy if it doesn't come out. You can just totally blame me. Uh, but if your product is one of my favorite things, and I talk to you about advertising in our magazine or on some of our platforms, I'm going to forget the name of your company. I, I can't help myself because, I mean, the, the, the not to say that, you know, my endorsement is an end-all, be-all, but it's it's people trust. They, the people listen to this show. Mm-hmm. People watch our read our website and it doesn't matter i'll put it up there but there's at some point i can put an editorial filter on it i'm going to do it right now i'm just going to forget the name of the company i'll describe the product and most smart people will figure it out Mm -hmm. because there's a couple of them on there that 
that are things that really, really make a difference. They're good additions to a bike. They're stuff that I, that I believe in. I personally use, I would pay for it. I do pay for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then when I go back to some of these companies and I say, Hey, we're going to do this magazine. Here's a really awesome rate to, you know, get your stuff in front of, you know, people that are looking to buy things. Um, and, and I, I was, I, they, they say, well, we'll, let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going to see how it goes right now. You could get, you could be winning a product of the year Mm -hmm. on tech talk, taco Tuesday. So 30 people are going to 30, maybe 25. 40, 40, 40 people are going to hear about it. Then that's, that's beside the, you know, the 500 or the thousand or the 10,000 or whatever, however many people this stuff reaches. Cause I don't follow all that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you would, you would just have a, probably some people that are either they already know, or they would really be interested in, you know, pursuing that thing. And so anyhow, we'll, we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, que- the, the things are bike of the year gear of the year, bike part and tool. So if you want to comment on that stuff, um, let us know. Logan's going to try to keep track of it on his little phone there and tell us, um, uh, what, uh, what's going on. And, uh, Matt, maybe too. I'm not sure. Yeah. If I can, you've, you've got to remember to talk when I get my chance to sip a beer. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I told you about to text, uh, the other guy, the guy that bought the super, super expensive tequila that we have. Uh huh. I will. I I will potentially. I would like to share a, a small sip of this. Very. It'd be the most expensive tequila you've ever tasted. Probably ever will taste. Mm-hmm. And it would just maybe you know drive him nuts a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So if if we if we see Jeremy pop up, <laughs> yeah. let me know. George is going to be all pissed <laughs> that he's not here. Um, this is not, and it's not for sharing for the peanut gallery either. Cause the, uh, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. It, it, well, I got to, Oh, and that stuff's precious. I look, <laughs> I look forward to it. Cause I just know some of the, just some of the tequila you have here is yeah. pretty, pretty yeah, it's, it's all gifted to me, but I like to, to, um, to, uh, uh, you know, share it. It's, it's special. It's definitely sipping tequila. It's definitely good. Um, Logan, you can't have any. Yeah, I know. You know, good. Do you still sip like a Russian? Do I sip like a Russian? Yeah. What does that mean? No, 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 no. I enjoy it. No. Sip tequila like a like a good tequila tasting Mexican. Okay. Yep. 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 It's uh it's not for it's not for making it's not for putting ice in, it's not for making margaritas. It's it's an enjoyable, good, enjoyable taste. Are what are we gonna talk about dirt bikes today? I thought we were talking about tequila and frogs. Oh, <laughs> the seventy thousand dollar frogs. Seventy. Yeah. Well, that's your yearly salary to to, to talk about frogs. Um, Matt, what did we get to do today? We got to ride dirt bikes. What kind of dirt bikes do we ride? A uh, twenty twenty one Gas Gas three fifty. I cannot remember the the model name. Just the EX. EX. That's the that's sort of the cross country you know um, racing mm-hmm. version. Yep. And then a twenty twenty one KTM one twenty five XC. Yep. I got that one. Yeah. So you jealous, Logan? Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing this afternoon? Uh, chores. Chore. Good. Yeah. Somebody needs to do those things. You come over here and do some chores too. Like edit the show tomorrow night. Okay. How did how did the, how did the editing of this sh- last week's show go for you? Real easy. 
Right. <laughs> oh, really easy. I mean, he never even showed up. <laughs> uh, there's no. That's why. That's why those two. I had to do two weeks of shows. I don't. I don't have. I don't have time. Um. Let's see. Uh, David Potts says, remember that all of us here have many friends that ride and we also influence them. So any recommendation from DBT will get passed along. Yeah. So that's the, uh, what do they call that? The, um, there's a, there's a networking. Well, it's networking, but there's like an, there's like an effect there. You know, it's like when we used to print the magazine, we sold 185,000 copies, right? Yeah. But they yeah. said they said the circulation or they said the amount of eyeballs that saw it was like near 400, 500,000 cuz every magazine you know, you know. So there is there is some of that. And yeah, yeah. and a lot of you know, I mean, I, th- those numbers were probably stretched a little bit, but mm-hmm. at the same time back then, back in magazine days, magazine was one of the before the internet was the like the the source of information. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just getting so spread out, it's difficult to to, I mean, we're 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 so buried and down different layers of of stuff. I mean, because we don't give away bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, what else don't I do? Um, you don't give away gear. Parts. Don't give away gear parts. I, we sh- we should try to figure out how to do that, but somebody would have to manage that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do when you're pinned going down a sand wash on a KTM one twenty five XC. Yeah, turning with just the. And it, I mean, it, we got like a one one hundredth of an inch of rain, mm-hmm. which made no difference at all. But I was still able to just like I was trying to ride that thing so hard that the front tire like just barely skimmed on the ground. Or just it was almost like you're skiing on, yeah. on a it's almost like you're snowboarding more than skiing because you weren't putting the two wheels down. It was just just one wheel. It was it was good. Yeah. 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 I uh I, I know you were pinning it because <laughs> I couldn't keep up. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, George says, I finished the class at Azul Altar last time I was there and refilled it with Kirkland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to tell you that you didn't do that because if you think think I don't have something that I do, that I position that thing in a certain spot, a certain way that I can't look at it every time I walk by it Mm -hmm. and notice that it's been tampered with, then you're fooling yourself, George. So uh, nice try. The multiplier effect, Bobby Coleman says. It's called the multiplier effect that we have here. I only had a business minor. I don't know what so, um, those terms are. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, Mark Schneider. Uh, Crazy Mark, from formerly from Fraser Park, says, Moto Terre for funnel of the year. I don't know what that is. but uh, So oh, like, like a funnel for, for oil? I don't know. It's funnel of the year. Yeah, Moto Terre. I, I don't know what that is. I'd like to know. Uh, huh? Some George will figure it out. <laughs> Somebody should. Um, but anyway, so if you're if if you're one of the unfortunate people that are not watching this show live and you're not able to comment, you can leave your comments on the comments in YouTube. And if you do the podcast thing, j- just yell back at whatever device is spitting this out. Just yell at it and. I guarantee you that whatever device you're on, it's probably recording what you're saying, and somehow it'll get back to me because that's the way the internet's work these days. We can find someone in the NSA. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's shaking their head around here. You guys are all conspiracy theorists. I heard you talking about what were you talking about before the show came on? Astrophysics and yeah, it was pretty cool stuff and like astrophotography. Right. I remember you were a dumb dumb, Matt. I remember that too. You know you, what? Because it's I, I still am. Because because doesn't Logan <laughs> remind you a lot of you back in the day? No, Logan's actually in advanced math. Like 
<laughs> he's he's doing oh, better than me at this point. He's 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 dumb dumb with me lately. I'm beating up on you tonight, Logan. I was no. bitter. I I'm, I I didn't want to have to upload the last podcast and stuff. It's all right, Logan. I got you. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's see. It's a screw-on funnel, is what Mark says. What's a screw-on funnel? So, like, screws into where the the cap normally goes. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how it works. I can spill with anything. You, so. you know what? I can actually see where, where that would be. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that that's where that'd be a, a pretty you, cool. Uh, Okay, here, Product. here's where something I have to always be careful about when I come back with a like this is like I go, well, like which bike are you putting in it? Because I expect everybody has 63 motorcycles, different <laughs> motorcycles, oh, yeah. and it and it wouldn't screw into mm-hmm. to like one bike or the other bike. I And I used to get pissed off because like Dirt Rider Magazine, the, the magazine I formerly used to work for back in the day, the guy before me picked – this product is product of the year. They made it the product of the year for the magazine. It was a freaking bike stand. Like, not that anybody's ever come up with it, but it was magical because they stacked up together. You could stack a bunch of them together. And and I, I got pissed off. I'm like, who has that problem? Who has problem with stacking? When you have, of course you do, because Mr. Magazine editor guy, you have 16 stands and 16 oh. bikes, or and you have to stack them up. And that's a problem for you, yeah. Yeah. but for the real world, that's that's being really disconnected from your audience. Kind, kind of right. like I, kind of like I am. Wait, no, I'm I'm like a regular dude. No, I don't know. So help me out here. <laughs> somewhere somewhere in between. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't stop looking at this Travis Pastrana toy. Yeah, Travis is. Doing car well, I was trying to explain the cartwheel I did a couple weeks ago, which we have a question for. Logan, let's get right to the question. Start at the top. Um, Sean. To Jimmy. Hey Jimmy. Uh, MXA just did a look back on Hurst and ATK, which prompted this nudge. It would be cool to hear. Your story about Ron during a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Ron and I got to work together pretty closely at least at last year of ATK. Don't say that word. Even at 69 uh, to 70, Ron is fast and interesting as hell. Good at it, Logan. That was good. So... Um, so MXA's Motocross Action Magazine, they did a look back at Horst and the, and the ATK. And so he's in um, Sean is talking about Ron Grywe, who was the ogre, who had the job before me at Psych World Magazine. And he left that job to go work at ATK Motorcycles up in Utah. So it had left Laguna Beach and Horst and was sold to uh, to Frank White and that group. And they were still producing them. And um, Ron was a, a tinkerer and, you know, had a, had a ton of experience. And a famously, his famous quote about motorcycles, and Crazy Nate Shaka will agree with him, there's nothing lighter than a hole. So he would drill holes in everything, like <laughs> air, you know. So, I mean. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the funny, funny thing, him going to ATK, which built kind of heavy motorcycles because mm-hmm. they were using this giant Rotax of a motor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, he had, he had left and, um, went to help them kind of work on and develop their bikes. And he built this bike called the ogre. And it, mm-hmm. I think it was a, what was that thing? It's a Husky four stroke motor in a, 
I have to I have to do some of my own uh, my own research on it. I think he took a Husky four stroke motor and put it in some kind of a boy. Maybe somebody can search that thing out. My mind is uh, what? It's, what was it called? Well, it's it's called the Ogre. It was a project bike he built for Cycle World, and I think he did stuff like and it was stuff that a lot of these like. At the time, a lot of these guys were experimenting with. They were putting the oil in the frame to cool it or the water in the frame to cool as opposed to having a radiator and just crazy stuff. And I don't remember because I didn't really think a whole lot about this before I got the question. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, they were doing stuff. They were pushing the boundaries at ATK. They were working on fuel injection injection before it was popular, before, <laughs> before it was even existed, trying to get those things running. They were bringing over some of the Mako, the X Mako motors, the big giant two strokes, the 700 and the 550, and um, which, I, you know, ATK was just all about being different, and they they had some stuff that worked brilliant, brilliantly, and other stuff was. Uh, is, a, is that is it? that it? Is that the o- ogre? Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, not. A, like it's a little blurry on the cover there, but yeah, it's a it's so it's a CR 500. Yeah, with, with a. a Four-stroke motor in it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. The January so, issue of uh, 1989, Cycle World? Yeah, that sounds about 10 years ahead of its time. <laughs> that might have been it. Yeah. And this would be something that Ron just cobbled together in his garage. So, uh, yeah, God, so, Godspeed Ron Grywe. Go so ahead. So you said he would screw holes to make things... No, drill uh, drill holes. Yeah, so he would drill holes. Uh-huh. Well, okay, but uh, oh, here we uh, go. Now you're going to give me some sort of physics question. Well, no, no, I'm just wondering where would he screw, uh, like, drill these holes, holes in? Uh, where? Yeah, any place he could. So, like, that it wouldn't break. So, would it just be a bike of like Swiss cheese riding around, or essentially, yeah, yeah, like sprockets? If you found other places you could drill holes in sprockets, or like in the foot pegs, or disc rotors, or just just Swiss cheesing stuff was kind of you know, And, and it would all hold up. Not necessarily. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a work in progress. You know, you learned you learned by your failures. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not like he had solid works or anything to play with these days. Any yeah. sort of structural analysis program. Um yeah, so <laughs> pretty uh pretty good. Uh John Jackson has a few questions for us tonight. He's uh he's got the next one and what's funny is I guess we butchered his name on the last the last episode, do you remember doing that, Logan? I think so. Yeah, what'd you call him? Jack Johnson? Um, John Johnson. John Jackson. John Jackson? John Jackson. Well, John no, Jackson no, is his name. You know whose son it is? Richard. Richard Jackson's son. I and I he so I he, and he he does not do the Facebook, so he doesn't see this live. So of course, like the next day, whenever it went up, oh, he had to wait a week because of Logan. But uh, when it finally went up on the YouTube, he saw it and we butchered his name, and he got right back to me and let me know that we butchered his name. But uh, good on us, you know. It's not like the first time. Don't feel special or anything. Call him Caveman Junior. Yeah, <laughs> Caveman Junior. Yeah. His sister used to teach at my schools. Jessica, yeah, came out and taught with us at the schools. We're actually I'm trying to get, get her to come back. So I think her kids have grown up enough to where she can probably – well, no, she probably couldn't leave those monsters alone. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're very good riders. Yeah, so, uh, okay, what was the uh, question? Uh, when you mentioned your crash, I got it got me thinking. Airbag vests are mandatory 
at the Dakar this year for the first time. Your crash seemed like the type of crash that the airbag is designed for. Have you tested any airbag vest like the Climb AI-1 <laughs> model? Like product placement? Huh? Nice product placement. Oh. He'd like to know without how well they work without crashing himself. Well, so would I, actually. <laughs> um, no, I have not worn uh, an airbag vest yet. Um no, I didn't. When you oh, your XR. oh, wait a minute. Okay, so no, that's not a, that's not a vest. That was an airbag jacket. That was a jacket that you actually pumped up. It had held air the whole time. Oh, and that worked, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm convinced on this technology. I mean, it, it works. But so I've not worn the climb one yet because the climb one is specifically right now designed for on road use. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you just from knowing how this stuff works, not that I'm a physics major or anything like that, but I think the crashing is probably quite a bit different, the forces that it would see in, a, in an off-road crash versus an on-road crash. I, b I believe that it'd it, be a lot more, because you're going faster on-road generally. Right. So, but I think that the, that I would say that the, the way that you move on an off-road bike, it's, it's very different, but we're talking about like, we're talking about the very, the, the, the nitty gritty of it, you know, mm -hmm. like when you, you really drill down, I mean, so when you see a sharp deceleration or a, or a quick change in direction, that's yeah, all, yeah. that's normal crashing stuff. But like the, the impacts that you take on a regular basis mm -hmm. on a dirt bike, um, you know, like, let's say you, you drop off a ledge and land yeah, a yeah. little bit hard. You're, you're never going to see that. That, that might almost be a crash on the street. Oh, so what you're saying is that. So doing the, stuff like that might actually set off the airbags. Right. The pro, oh, the pro, okay. So the programming, I'm talking about the programming of the bag is probably super specific. And I, yeah, I know yeah. just from the, the work that Alpine Stars is doing on the one that the guys are running in Dakar, which, yeah. which we have some questions about as well with the, the air vest, mm -hmm. it, it's, they've had to do a lot of testing on it yeah, um, to, yeah. to make sure that it, they don't want it to go off when it's not supposed to, but right, it needs right. to go off when you expect it to. And, and so I, I would suspect that there's so much testing that goes on mm -hmm. and, and I haven't, haven't worn it and I don't, I can't say specifically, but, um, yeah. I mean, Ricky and Andrew had them, they've had them for the last two years yeah, and yeah. have been testing them. I, I've never seen them go off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they haven't had any crashes and, and Mojave Bob is waving his hand. On the, on the MotoGP vest. Right. The MotoGP vest. It took them a long time. Yeah. So, and, and, and the, the stuff, yeah, it's, it's the computers are, it probably is going to take a computer to, to learn, learn what happens. They have to have, yeah. they have to have well, sensors on. Have right. So remember, Bob, they can't hear you talking. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So I have to repeat what you say and explain it to, so yeah, it takes a long time hmm. for the computers to learn. And so a lot of times, even when they're, when they aren't testing the quote, the vest, they have, they have sensors on the riders to feel so when they get lucky the rider gets unlucky and they record a crash they can look at the the, the trajectories and the the impacts and what the timing mm -hmm. what time they have to activate the thing so um yeah there was uh there, there's there's a lot a lot um of stuff that goes on with that and i yeah. i i specifically think that based on and i went back and looked at the thing i hit so i thought like i I thought I knew what I hit, 
yeah, last yeah. week when I was on the show, I actually went back and did a uh, accident reconstruction scene. Reconstruction scene. Mm-hmm. I hit a rock about twenty feet before the rock that I thought I hit that knocked me slightly out of balance. So uh, there, there was a that, and that's now now I now it makes perfect perfectly clear sense. And that bike did a full three hundred and sixty flip in the air because it landed in the direction that it was going. Yeah, yeah. And I know why I was flying on my back. Because mm-hmm. now when so I hit the first rock and that probably knocked me out of balance and got me a little cattywampus mm-hmm. and probably got my wrist in a bad position. And then when I hit the second one, that's when my hand came off. And then I yeah. collapsed on the bar, hit the rock, front wheel knifes in, yeah. causes the bike to start flipping. And when that bike started flipping, my cat like reflexes mm, cat like cat like reflexes had me roll off the bike. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled off and, and got out from underneath it while it was doing its flip. I rolled and then I was flying backwards, head first, upside down in the air. That's that's how that happened. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I did my move and that's and I think that a vest at that point would have realized this is not a normal trajectory. You can't be inverse to the yeah, direction you can't of gravity. Be upside down. Yeah, and going back. We should inflate now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it would have helped me. I, although the 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 climb uh, un, um, under armor, whatever the thing. Yeah, yeah. What do we call it? Tactical, aggressor, tactical, underwear, tactical. I'm going to pick that as my product of the year, right now. Product gear, product of the year. No, I'm going to change it later. But no, that thing. It, mm-hmm. Every place that I hit, I didn't have any bruises. I mean, two days later, when I took yeah. a breath, it, I was bruised internally. I was hurt, and I have yeah. this one spot where the vest ended, where kind of my hip is yeah. that I that I that I hit that, that hurt from not having that that D three O stuff. But uh, yeah, I think having an airbag would have been even better, probably. So that's uh, that's what I have on that one. Next question. Oh. Um. Best in the Desert announced the World Championship Heron Hound. They're going to bring that back. World Championship. World Championship Heron Hound. So when I was a, a young kid, mm-hmm. uh, they used to have this. It was out at Whiskey Pete's. And it was a, I think it was a 10, was it a $10,000 purse, that one? Which was huge. It wasn't really? $100,000, was it? It was, I think it was 10, it was like $10,000, you know, to the winner. And, uh, wow. they had it out at whiskey Pete's and they're going to bring it back and race it up in Tonopah. I just saw that announcement today. I heard them talk about it. I talked mm-hmm. to Daryl a little bit about it and it, I, I wish it could be like the old one. Cause they, the old one, they had some pretty gnarly obstacles. <laughs> they had these, they had this one drop off. You dropped off a cliff and had to drop down onto a sand dune. And really? they actually built wooden ramps in these canyons out by, out by, uh, uh-huh. Because I rode a lot of the course uh, late, you know, a few years afterwards, I went yeah. out there and rode a lot of it just to see what it was like. So were these, uh, so were these drops like the size of the drops that um, that video of you at the, I think it was like the, uh, it's like uh, the, it's the one race they did, uh, Glen Helen. It was like an like an extreme enduro Glen Helen. Oh, the the one where I tried to take the tree out. When my hand came off the handlebars, I believe so. Like, just, like you hit the you you went off and then like you landed and your hands I, flew yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That um, I can't remember. Not is that why? not that far, um, but it was it wasn't as well. If I would have done that right, mm-hmm. I, I over over jumped a little bit and yeah. I landed. I didn't I didn't let the front end fall enough, and so when the when the, when it kind of came down, it slapped, and then yeah. my normal like like I always say, my hands come off the handlebars. Uh, yeah. 
Bob's waving his hands yeah. crazily. I thought you were demonstrating a carrier landing. Can, carrier landing. No, there was no hook or anything like that no. on it. But it was your arrival that was very impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saved it. Yeah. I, I collapsed on the handlebars and I steered with my titties. <laughs> yeah. You don't need your hands. You can steer with You learn how to do that after your hands come off the handlebars that your, much. Your nipples are very talented. Yeah. Easy. Logan's here. He's got a new girlfriend. I oh. saw him sitting up on top of a hill doing smoochy smoochy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we we came we came hauling ass across the desert in a UTV, me and Heather. We weren't doing any smoochy smoochy. When you get as old as us, we don't even care. We just want to pin the thing. We're over that. It's like come riding up and there's Logan up on the top of the hill, the girlfriend, the bike. I thought I didn't realize it's him because his KTM is black, but he was on he stole dad's bike because that was electric start. Yeah. So you getting ner- jealous, nervous? I mean, uh, embarrassed? Whatever it is. <laughs> nope. Nope. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. She watching the show? Don't think so. Don't think so. Should we hit her up on whatever communication device she uses and see if she can check in? I don't think she has Facebook. Doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. Only old people do. Yeah. What about what about she follow? Does she follow you on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. Do you post anything there? A while ago. A while ago, yeah. <laughs> Got to keep up in those social medias, I hear. It's important. You can be an influencer. <laughs> uh, it's so fun, yeah. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, Cal- Kelly Anson. Freaking fantastic. Thanks for going the extra mile and crash testing. Uh, Kelly is talking about the uh, new Trail Tech Voyager prototype mount that I'm testing, and he he, I explained to him that the mount survived the crash. I survived the crash. Everything's good. You know, just part of the part of the testing. So uh, yeah, thanks, Kelly. Kelly was on show what eighty six, eighty five. If you want to learn some Trail Tech stuff, good good show to go back and watch. Mm, next one, uh, Patrick Beatty, plus one on the live. YouTube, no Facebook for me too. Get on it, Logan. Do you want to answer him? Uh, we need more Wi-Fi's. Uh, that sounds like an excuse. I would, I would, if I were you, I'd be on top. I'd figure out how to get it live on the, on the. We tried that once. Uh huh. What happened? Uh. I think both of them stopped working for a minute. <laughs> well, you learn from your failures, right? Yeah. Well, we obviously we haven't learned. I mean, I didn't. I didn't even try. But Logan was supposed to try. They always <laughs> they always say get on it, Logan. You notice that? That's that's like a you know that there's there's potential. You you don't want to do this, do you? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. What is a good question? Okay, you guys, it's like if you want Logan to do something, spell it out, and then, I don't know, how do you, like, um, what do they, Logan, I know you can, I know how you can make money. You can do, what are those things, the shout outs, what are those things that they're, that people are doing now? Can't, can, not Cameo, not only fans. where's the, where's the, where's the one that, what is it called? Is it Cameo? Cameo. Yeah, you it's, pay, it, pay famous people. Yeah, you pay famous people video, to yeah. give you your own little video. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Cameo. There I we think go. That's what it, yeah, that's what you need to do. Figure that out, Logan. Get on Cameo. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I think that we put did I put that yeah. in twice. Yeah. I so what's twice. the next one? Uh, en- Enrique Mason. Fantastic. Hard eyes. 
kiss emoji, uh, heart wrapped, shining heart, small black heart, and normal heart. Uh, who's that for? Probably you. Oh, Enrique? It's a dude, right? That's probably why you said that. It's not very nice. Iron Diet. What does Iron Diet want to know? Best review. Dude, you ought to see that guy's page. He's pumping iron. He's like weightlifter guy. I guess we got a theme theme going here. Huh. So George, my Instagram following is way stronger than yours, buddy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> next, uh, Constantino's Vas Vasios real review by real people helps a lot. Thanks, guys. Jimmy, uh, I'm starting to think you just might want to. You just want to. I'll pat yourself on the back here with the questions you I, put I in tonight. Yeah, I don't reach. No, it's just nor, the normal questions there. I, but wait, I, wait, you skipped the. Oh wait, I'd say uh, Constant Constantinos Val Vasios Vasios. Yeah, thank you. Um, he's talking about our Tenere 700 review, um, and I did that with Heather. Luckily, he's not like most of the guys that say, "Hey, why don't you shut up and let her talk more." And in fact, most of them said, how come she doesn't have her own channel doing her own videos? <laughs> she has a very, very real job. Yeah. Constant. Maybe he's like the other two guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim Wall, Rotary, as in Winkle. Wankle. Wankle. Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's not, you know, Wankle, they usually say something else. So he's he's talking because we have a, a video of a Christini that's actually a rotary powered engine, and so it, yeah, it's a wankle. That's what a is. It's like because you don't want to play with your wankle. A uh, raghu's sasteri. Mm-hmm. Really great reviews, and I'm being buying an KTM 390 adventure owner myself. I'm being an KTM 390 adventure owner myself. And also from India, the country, the bike is made loved the way you have experimented. Nicely done, guys. Cheers. See, just patting myself on the back yeah, from India. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but do, do you need more validation in your life? Yes. Or? <laughs> yeah. No, I, it, it, I, I, I'm surprised I'm not just talking about myself the whole damn show. We, we can just we can just make some bots and just comment on all of your videos. Like, wow, great job, Jimmy. Oh, don't worry. I think that happens. <laughs> um, uh, next question, Logan. Mike Nagang? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. The next tanker gradually tied because zinc remarkably sin, unlike a strong riddle rare ragged foul does that answer your question matt wait what can i read that <laughs> what you, you said i needed to get a bot to give me questions you read it the next tanker gradually tied because zinc remarkably sinned on like a strong riddle rare ragged foul that's on the that's a comment on the ktm 390 video yeah so i just want you to know that that, okay. that you you asked for it and you got it you okay got, yeah. <laughs> uh, give me some time. I might be able to learn enough code to code a better one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. See how that works? We have a problem, and he's going to solve it for me. Yeah. What does Michael Supple know? Uh, so I'm an owner of a KTM 
690 Enduro R. Last year, I thought I'd buy a pure street bike to complement it, so I bought a Kawasaki Z650 for riding the twisties and cruising around here in upstate New York. The problem is that where I'm finding the twisties, I'm also finding a lot of gravel roads. Every time I pass one, I want to turn on it because I don't, because, no, but don't because of the bike. So now I find myself looking for something that's quite good at, on the road and but can still manage the occasional gravel and fire roads. I've been eyeballing the Honda CB500X, but occasional gravel roads, oh, oh. but I'm thinking the KTM 390 Adventure might be even better choice. It seems like you're being, you're getting much bigger bang for your buck. Many, any options, any opinions, amazing review, by the way. Well, the only reason I threw that in there is because that last line. Yeah, the amazing that, review. I, I did notice that. Yeah, so I just... I'm uh, surprised it thanks, doesn't take up the whole page. Thanks, Michael, uh, you know, about the amazing review thing. I I mean, it's it was a lot of, lot of work there. So he's... So, Logan, this is where you're supposed to jump in and go, oh, no, you should have got the Honda CB500X. That's a Honda. Right? Honda? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's... that's you know, how, you know how Ricky does that? Remember mm-hmm. Ricky, how he just fully throws the Honda thing around? Yeah. Well, since we're sponsored by Honda, you do that because I... I would just say get a KTM 500 most of the time, but I don't say that anymore. But he's on the 690, and he's he's seeing the gravel roads, and he won't go it on the 690, and he thinks the 390 might be a better one, uh, a better bike. And I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. I mean, because at that point, it's like like I want to know like is he is he a smaller person? You know, is he is he smaller physically, and where that 690 just is afraid of putting the foot down, or does he think that the 390 is like that much lighter, which it's not really? I mean, it's a mm-hmm. little bit lighter. It feels lighter because it's lower to the ground. It's a smaller package. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't in, – in bang for the buck, uh, the 390 versus 690, th- there's some componentry that's definitely different. Um, for the Honda compared to the KTM, they're kind of in the same price range, same, same thing. I have not ridden a CB500 – X stock. I've ridden one that was all modified for rally, which put it up in the price range of a more like a KTM 690. Um, and so it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a trick question. Um, I, <laughs> Oh yeah. I have this riding school. I should tell them to go to my riding school, right? Yeah. 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 You should plug that. Plug the riding school. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is your show. So I know I, sh- uh, I, th- I think I could make you just as comfortable on either of those bikes off road. And if you weren't comfortable on either of those, I would suggest going to something that was more like a dirt bike, like a CRF 250 L speaking of Honda. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, that would, that would be a better like gravel road bike, but do you really want to ride that bike on the road in order to get to the gravel roads? Mm-hmm. And then that's where we run into this kind of adventure bike conundrum. Like what is the right bike? What, what, how comfortable you need to be on the road to feel comfortable off road, et cetera, et cetera. It's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope that you can just, you can go down all these sub things like, you know, lighter, smaller displacement weight, mm-hmm. you know, handling characteristics. And it's, uh, it's tricky. Uh, yeah. 
I well, if he's looking for a great big bang for his buck, I have the perfect bike. Oh, KLR six fifty. Yep, I was about to say that. Right. How did I know that? Oh, I knew I knew you had one. Oh, you yeah. got it for sale still. I have no idea. You'll, you'll have to ask Dennis. Dennis, that's technically his bike. Dennis is on the chat room, so you could actually probably negotiate a sale right here, live during the show. With what money? No, not you. Oh, okay. You, you know the the other person <laughs> that Michael, Michael, or the six people on this this the, the lurkers that are in the background on the show watching yeah. it live, like you're trying to figure out how to do it. But if they if they hit you up on what on um, um, what are you on OnlyFans? Tinder, Grinder, which one? Oh well, you know that, that's you. You, I, you, you happen to mention all three of the ones I actually have a huge following on. <laughs> I don't know how you got that right. Don't don't tell George because George is going to want to know where we're getting these cool social media followings because he's all about the Instagrams and he just puts a sticker all over places and yeah. things and thinks it's going to get him followers. And he built this sticker. And it doesn't even have his at Instagram handle on it. So it's yeah, like, that's how, how do you, how do you, you, you have to look at everybody, every person on Instagram named George mm-hmm. and he doesn't even spell it right. Yeah. And, and then you're trying to find that, that emoji. And it's like, I like yeah. that guy. Where, where do I find him? And it's like, um, well, every, every person, like, I don't know if you've ever seen like those modified, like street racing cars, they will be like clapped out CRV, uh, CRVs or like Subarus. What do they, what do they call that? That race where they do or civics, the, the not lemon, the, the. The 25 hours of lemons? Yeah, lemons. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the almost all of those, like, modded cars will actually have those uh, Instagram stickers on them. If yeah, they look, ske- uh, if they look sketchy, yeah, yeah, they'll, yeah. Have, they'll have, like, their Instagram handle on it. <laughs> I need to put my Instagram handle in here someplace. Well, actually, we put it on the YouTube videos, right, Logan? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't gotten anyone. I don't think anyone's followed me from that, though, so I don't from know the how show. effective it is. Yeah. Follow at Matt Mattoon. Matt. Under Matt dot Mattoon. That one. Yeah. yeah sure. At Matt dot Mattoon. I never post, but it would just, be, just I, be neat. I tagged you on the thing today. On oh, the, yeah. That's on right. I post. saw that. Yeah. Pretty good photo for like what really happened, right? <laughs> he did. No, I, no. He, that, that was a very professional photo shoot. It took hours to get that shot. Yeah. The light, the backlit with yeah. the sun's sunbeams in it. Yeah. 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 L- luckily, I'm, luckily, I'm a professional photo model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And get the job done. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, get – man, I, uh, I, Michael, I can't help you with your your dilemma. Your dilemma is very open-ended, and I think – KLR uh, 650. KLR 650. Ride the bike. Ride the no, bike. No, no, no. But, but not just any KLR 650. He has to get, like, the, the first generation when it was, like, the, the Barbie, the, the Barbie one like uh, John had. That's got to be the KLR. The bar, yeah, the Barbie graphics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question, Logan. Um, Moonlight one. Awesome review. Thank you. This is the real info I needed to make my decision on buying. Remember that board we were going to put up here and I was going to put another mark right there? The real information I needed to make a decision on buying. Wait till we do products of the year. <laughs> uh, we're going to sell some stuff. Yeah. yeah. No. Next. Fabrice Himpan. Definitely the bike is very good, but engine by far too weak. Yes, 350 would be perfect. So he's talking, he, Fabrice, or her, probably her, because, like, you know, women are always hard on the you know, the power of the motorcycles. Um, CRF250L, and uh, he thinks that it's she 
thinks that it needs to be a 350. Well, they, they have a 300 now. I, I wasn't, I didn't pay attention to that last time, or I didn't know that, but there is a CRF 300L. So, and there's plenty of uh, modifications for it to make that work out. So, okay. Uh, Kyle Dark, Darkling, this is what I would like to see more dual sport bikes turn into. He mentioned the street bike feel is a negative, but I feel it is a positive. So Kyle Darkling is talking about the KTM 390 as well. And we complain about the, quote, the street bike feel. Mm -hmm. So so for someone like Kyle, the funny thing is, is, this is interesting in the adventure bike world, is so there's Ducatis and there's Triumphs and um, not so much that some of the BMWs are like this, but not not many BMW has pretty, but mm -hmm. they, they these bikes have a very street feel to it and the, this ktm it's kind of strange for ktm to have a street feel but the bike is built off of a platform that was a there was a street bike the, the chassis i'm pretty sure is the same as the 390 pretty similar to the 390 um duke and mm -hmm. and those bikes and so it's designed to be ridden sitting down more than standing up and yeah. that's that's what i would call street bike feel and sometimes the sweep of the bars is back enough to where it puts your arms inbound as opposed to outbound and so, um, Kyle, I absolutely 100% completely do not subscribe to your direction. <laughs> I don't want, <laughs> I don't, I don't want any dirt bike or any dual adventure bikes to feel like street bikes. I have a hard time riding Triumphs and Ducatis and stuff because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, even some of those, like the Scrambler bikes, I, I, you know, there's a lot of news about the new Harley Trans American or whatever they're calling that thing, uh, their adventure bike. And I would be really interested to sit on that to see if the foot pegs are farther forward than normal mm -hmm. and that the handlebars are maybe in a different position, maybe a little more cruiser style. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you know it, cause, cause you, you don't want to piss off your audience, you know, your, right, your, right. your, your core buyer, especially with something that's brand new. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that is a, that is a personal preference that he has. Yeah, yeah. And, and so something that we see as a negative, you know, cause we're dirt bike test. Yeah. We come from the dirt bike world. When your foot pegs are slanted forward and stuff like that, we notice this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, and it's personal preference. If, if if that's something that you like, a lot of times you can modify your dirt bike to fit that. I know a lot of guys mm -hmm. modify their street bikes to work more, you know, or adventure bikes to feel more like dirt bikes with bar position and things like that. So, right. Um, good, you know, good observation that uh, that he picked up on that, and and mm -hmm. some people commented on it. It's like. You know, they, that's what he said. Hey, it's a personal preference. If this is something you like, then you're right there. And that's one of the things we're trying to, we're trying to modify that feel a little bit away from that bike. And uh, mm -hmm. Black Dog Cycle Works is sending us some foot pegs, some of their early prototype foot pegs. We have ones that somebody in KTM's race shop made for us that flattened mm -hmm. the back out. And it made a, it made a big difference. I, I, and now, now, now the bar position bothers me. Yeah, yeah. Now I want the bars to be a little bit more roomy. When the foot pegs yeah. were wacky, I sat down a lot more just because that was the most comfortable place to be on that bike. Mm -hmm. So got to de street streetify de streetify it the bike. Yeah. Okay. Our next question. Uh, Paul Van Hout. So ten Hondas on site. Proof that the r the right number of motorcycles is more than one. Um. Yeah. Is that is that a slam or is that a 
Is that just complimenting my my stable? I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I have. I do have. I guess we counted them out. Ten Hondas. So um, there are some of them for sale. CR four fifty Xs. I'm go in negotiation right now to try to try to sell those. So oh yeah. Price the price in the market is actually not bad for those things right now. So, mm. well, they're still I, solid bikes, aren't they? They're excellent bikes, and yeah. I, I actually prefer the new ones better than the old ones. And just my kind of trend right now is to get away from carburetors because mm-hmm. my bikes don't get ridden enough. Um, yeah, the even, rental fleet, even with the rentals. Yeah, to make carburetors a, a viable um, thing, fuel injection is so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tyrone is my name, says electric bikes have no resale as far as I can tell. I've been looking for one for my kids, but knew they are pricey. They are very pricey, like double the dinos squeezing type. No one has them used and no one I found had a bad battery. And the one he found had a bad battery. You know what he means yeah. by the dyno squeezing type? Uh, no. You know how gas grows on trees? Yes. Right. You got your dad's credit card, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, dyno squeezing. Remember the dinosaurs died and they squeezed them in the rocks and stuff, and that's where all the gas comes from. You should. You should. They shouldn't. They didn't teach that in school. Or they just. They just told you gas is bad. <laughs> gas is bad. Probably the second. Um. Electric bikes have no resale as far as I can tell. Um, what electric bikes are really out there? Like, guys, you talking about those little those things you buy at Walmart? I think he might be talking about, because um, he's saying for the kids, bikes. like yeah. maybe the KTM like, 50s and Husqvarna 50s, you know, the electric bikes for, for those, or the Osset. Uh, well, the, the Osset, the, Osets, the, the, the batteries are easy to get a hold of, I think. I mm-hmm. think it's a pretty easy thing, but... Um, Man, anybody I know that has an OSET, they mm-hmm. when their kid outgrows it, they sell it to another guy that has a kid. Yeah, and they're just they're just and it's ten minutes, it's gone. Yeah, so that that's what makes me wonder if it's the the KTM Husqvarna electric fifties mm-hmm. he's talking about. But they're 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 brand new. I mean, they've mm-hmm. only been out for a year essentially. Uh, I rode mm-hmm. one. I I was blown away by how good it was. Really, it it could possibly be my new most favorite electric bike. Really, those little fifties. The fifty, yeah, just yeah. just. The, the throttle control, the engine control on it was awesome. The yeah. adjustability of the power delivery was good. Uh, you know, the, the the thing that you can raise it and lower it. Mm-hmm. Um, like was, replace the PW50 good? Oh, in a second. Yeah. I hate to say it, but in a second. Because, you know, the kids, the attention spans for kids are, are, are no longer than those batteries. Right, know? right. I mean, I don't know. Except for the neighbor kids here, it just seemed like they got new gas spikes across the street and mm-hmm. they cut they already cut the mufflers off and everything oh and they like to ride around just the yard all day and i mean i can't blame them i would do the same thing except for the cut the muffler off well no i probably would have cut the muffler off when i was their age too yeah it sounds sick when you do it i do sick. it sick yeah <laughs> logan did you ever cut your muffler off no no do you drill holes in the exhaust make it faster no no why did your dad beat you up if you did it yeah. Yep. Good. Good dad. That's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, okay. Next. Next in line. Um, Patrick Beatty. Nice intro, Logan. Well, there we go. That's one for Logan. Yeah, Jimmy's looking out for Logan. No, I just cut and paste. It's all. It's all good. So, what? What do you think he was talking about? 
the Honda one. So the the Honda. So he complimented you on that from last time. Did you do, did you do good last time? Uh, I think the ending. The last one. Oh yeah, no, the ending. Was the ending was good. Was very very good. But he said intro. He said intro. There's wow. an ending to the intro. There's a Harley pulling up here. Uh, an intro, intro ending for the intro. <laughs> uh, John Jackson is back. Thanks again for giving me your insight, even though you got me my name wrong. I'm not <laughs> opposing to electric bikes. I just think as riders, enthusiasts, we need to have a voice on how this technology moves forward instead of being rectangular. Reactionary. Reactionary, like we have been in the past. Glad I found your content on YouTube. I hope you keep moving this platform forward digitally. If these questions make it before it's already decided, to use an old desert term, who is the hare, um, that everyone is going to be chasing after the first week in Dakar. And is the second week of Dakar the car where the timing is going to make a guarantee to win. Um, uh, let's see. Sorry for butchering your name, Jack Johnson. Um, John Jickerson. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Um, so up on the electric bikes, uh, I think you actually, if you were on Facebook, he doesn't do Facebook. You'd be like a super fan. You'd have like a, you wouldn't have to have a diamond. You'd have a little hat on and like yeah, a big yeah. smiling face and all that stuff. You got to try Facebook. All the kids are doing it again. <laughs> um, the uh, We need to have a voice on how this technology moves forward. Your voice is your wallet in this technology. Yeah. That's 100% what will determine where it goes. Now, for sure, if they try to regulate something into existence, i.e., I think what his original comment was is he was worried about the our our uh, our friend over there in California, um, George's uh, George's governor, uh, governor. Um, what do you call him? Gruesome. Gruesome. Yeah, uh, saying that all vehicles will be um, electric by 2025. 20, 20, 20, 25. 30. 35. So fifteen years, and and sp they specifically stated that off road vehicles were included in that. Uh, he was worried about that, and I can see being worried about it, but um, yeah, that's plenty of time for the, the stuff to evolve. I, I don't know that it's going to replace uh, gas, but we'll see. You know, batteries changing. We talked about that last time, yeah. show 87. Um, oh, and so the Dakar questions. Uh, who is the hare that everyone was going to be chasing at the first week in Dakar? Uh, my opinion is that there are a lot of guys who, and this is typical in any year that's that there's ever been a Dakar, there's like this early sprint that they'll do and they'll risk everything to gain a five or 10 minute advantage. And back when I was doing it, and this is what I know specifically, is there was a few guys that had the speed and the ability to do it, but they were like ticking time bombs and they could, they could, take risks and outride everybody. And they were really fast riders as well. But in order to go that much faster, 
than the other two or three guys that had the same ability. They had to take big, big risks. And and every once in a while, it would pay off. Because in rally, you don't know exactly how you're doing until you get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could be so spread out. You know, you could start so far back that you never actually see the guys that are opening. Or you could be opening and you could be pinning it and you'll never see anybody all day. And at the end of the day, you know, since the guy started three minutes behind you now finished one minute behind you you actually lost time because you had to open yeah or you're sprinting like hell and you do make 10 minutes on somebody you sitting around the finish line waiting for 13 minutes yeah and you're like okay i made time today on at least one person if not everybody yeah um you could do that you could start first finish nine or ten minutes in front of everybody in front of everybody and somebody that started 10 places back could finish 20 minutes behind you and all of a sudden you lost 10 minutes yeah, you know, you just you just don't know. So, in my take on on the on the strategy in Dakar, is that uh, I think that right now there's so many guys that have so much speed, and there's a lot of guys that are willing to really really risk it because they don't have the full package. In my opinion, they 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 don't have the speed to they don't have the consistent speed without risking it. Mm-hmm. Um. But they're willing to take a big chance. But those same guys don't also do not seem to be able to manage a lead once they get it, um, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of important. And now, with them talking about making the navigation more tricky, and this is where it ro- rolls into is in the second week of Dakar, where is time going to be made to guarantee a win? Um, man, you got to keep your head screwed on. Uh, you've got to, you know, your bike has to make mechanically sound. They're limiting. Um, I think they're limiting some of the opening of the engine uh, this year, so not as many pistons or whatever it was. I think it's down to two, one piston, one piston, one piston replacement. Yeah. yeah so, so um, there's a lot of that going on. There's this ridiculous tire rule, you know. So and so now teams are strategizing on which days to use tires, which days to reuse tires. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff going on, and it you know, and you don't know until you know, and then there's just the so I wouldn't, I mean, I know, I know our guys, I know both Ricky and Andrew are very strong. They're smart or they have, they have everything they need. So, um, I hope, I mean, I'm sure everybody feels the same way, but you, you never know until you know, it's a long, long race. Lots of stuff can happen. So mm-hmm. we will, we will see. Um, so, uh, if you don't mind going back to the electric bikes really quick, um, what, uh, so like what electric bikes are out there on the market right now? Uh, well, there's the mini bikes, the KTM and Husky and Gas Gas mini bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's Alta. No, not Altas anymore. There's um, uh, what's the other one? The other company that they don't really make dirt bikes. They have Is a dual cake? sport one. Oh, there's those things. Yeah, yeah. They're almost like a downhill bike that just has a engine. Yeah, there's and there's there's two or three of those kind of these weird brands. It's all the same thing. There's a lot of them that are the same things. But yeah, those cake are kind of weird things. I, I'm not really really ready to call those like you know kind of dirt bikes just yet. They're mm-hmm. they're they're mobility devices at this point that people are you know taking and using. They're electric downhill mountain bikes without pedals. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this hybrid sort of sort of thing. Uh, yeah, Bob. I've seen pictures of a Yamaha 450 electric bike. You've seen pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought I heard something about KTM's working on on one. They're all working on it. I guarantee you, they're all working on it. Yeah. Um. I I don't. You say four fifty. I don't. I don't think that it's. I don't think that 
that we're at 450 mm-hmm. yet with electric power. I think we're at 250 with electric power. Yeah, they all yeah they the bikes look the same. Were they working on these bikes before Alta, or did Alta just kind of set this whole trend off? Uh, yeah, that is a good question. I don't know. I, I, I think they were dabbling and I think Alta kind of kicked it in gear cause they showed how good it could be. Yeah. You, cause you know. winning around at straight rhythm, like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and but that's, that's as far as that bike was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. They, they'd use the, use the power. So I thought there was some talk about a potential supercross team, but it just never materialized or no, they weren't allowed to race. I mean, they technically this they just weren't. I mean, they they were sort of banned before because they didn't know how to regulate it. They don't mm-hmm. know how to. They don't. They, they don't have. There's no. There's no class. That's why we need to get rid of. You just had to like have a Formula One class for motocross. Just run right. what you brung, bring it, and then and then have a limited class someplace else. And yeah, yeah, you know, and then we could just go down the road of Formula One where it's all about tires. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another question, Logan? What do we got? Uh, Scott Piper. Excellent technical details. Thank you. I have t- 2017 six days with JD kit sit for 2,000 plus feet when I ride under 1,000 feet to clean up to clean up bottom end. V-Force reads, Red Spring, and debating to go new 300 TPI. Or go four stroke two fifty slash three fifty. So he wants to know what to do. Um, I'll tell you what. I we need to talk about the bikes we rode today too. But mm-hmm. you know what I noticed today. So today I was riding the one twenty five XC quite a bit. Carbureted one twenty five two stroke. Mix the gas, put it in the tank, and just two days ago I rode beta three hundred, carbureted two stroke, oil injected. And then I have a lot of time on TPI bikes. Mm-hmm. So what I noticed today is when I was lugging, or, or, or you know, so we're like in the rocks and kind of cruising around, and you come out into opening and sand wash, and you get on the back a bike and gas, and that bike feels like it's jetted about as perfect as it could be. Yeah, it's yeah. jetted good, and but it, it's still blah 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 blah, and then it, it kind of has to clean itself out. Right, right. And that's the difference between gas mixed in your tank and oil injection that's you know that's kind of what i've noticed is like the oil injections when you're lugging around you're still getting whatever we mix it at 40 to 1 um all the time where the where the oil injected bikes knock it down to like 80 to 1 to 100 to 1 yeah when you're lower rpms and then and then add the oil as as needed when you're on the gas so it so it doesn't pool up it doesn't load up and i i noticed that today on that bike Mm -hmm. as good as that jetting was it and it bothered me yeah, like yeah. it. That bike never would have bothered me a year ago, and uh, mm-hmm. it it was uh, it was just enough to where like it it made a you know kind of made a difference. So yeah, so he's on he's on a bike that does that. I don't care how good it's jetted, mm-hmm. it's going to do a little bit of that, and now that bothers me. So the next evolution is moving moving up a step. Mm-hmm. If you go to a four stroke, you do not have this at all but then you're going to a four stroke kind of a different thing and yeah. we have another question where i'm going to talk about two stroke versus four stroke a little bit later mm-hmm. um so so i'll kind of i'll kind of skip that but like the difference between and and your 2017 six days bike uh i promise you you can get a pretty penny for that thing right now because there are a lot of people that are really scared of these damn fuel injected bikes that yeah. want to buy car the latest 
you know, last version of the carbureted stuff. Yeah. I, I don't blame them for certain reasons, but at the same time. Wasn't there a similar reaction to when four strokes first started being fuel injected? There was a similar reaction anytime we introduced Nick technology. Yeah, yeah. Because anytime you do something new or you change it, like Jody at Motocross Action doesn't like it. And so he says it's bad. Mm hmm. And then that means that everybody else thinks it's bad and then it's bad and we can't have any, anything new. Can't have nice things Yeah, yeah. because it's bad. Like disc brakes were bad. Power valves were bad. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I wasn't old enough to be around when reed valves were probably bad, but they were probably bad too. Yeah. But almost everything we have, the very first time it came out, it was just bad. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't the next step where there's going to be a little bit of teething problems. Mm -hmm. You couldn't appreciate the, the, the leap in technology it was making that was making it better. Yeah. You found the one thing that was bad about it and it's like, that's bad. Right. So, Expect perfection on a first year yeah. of production. Like yeah. that, that's. So, but yeah. that's, that's how they, that's, they, there's, they, that's how mm -hmm. they, they do do a good job of testing stuff to yeah. a certain extent. But that's their mo. They say everything's bad, especially when it's new, and then they then they'll tell you how to fix it. So then they become the authority on it. Mm -hmm. So so I do have another question, if you don't mind. Uh, no, no, that's what we do at this show. Yeah, Logan, so, I wish Logan would ask me questions. Sometimes actually would it, it would surprise me if he talked. We're grooming him. Okay, well, it's been a it, year it's, now. You know, it's, it's like it's like a sport in sports, right? You draft a prospect and you got to groom them, and like you got to groom them before they're ready, right? Right. Well, you getting you getting yeah. this, Logan? Yes. He's just okay. being groomed. Groomed. Got it. He'll be grooming. Don't worry. I got your back. You'll be fine. You'll be perfect. But um, perfect's a long shot. He's going to get there. Okay. Back to your question. I believe in him. But um, so uh, this might just be because the engines are too small, but why haven't they done a TPI or oil injection on the 125 the, that we rode today? They have a, so they have a fuel injected 150. Mm -hmm. uh, which is same thing. It's the TPI 150. Yeah. Uh, I think the 125 is kind of A for cost, simplicity, cost. And mm -hmm. the reason for the 125 XC is specifically because they're racing it at the, they have a class, X, X3 class, XC3 class at the GNCCs mm -hmm. that's getting kind of popular. And they wanted to, to have a brand new um, bike for that, you know, a new modern uh, bike for that. So, yeah. Uh, that's the, uh, I think that's the reason for that bike, but I think it was just to kind of keep it simple. It was something they already had. They could just take the, like KTM does, they mm -hmm. use the platform. They have the 125 SX yeah. and just say, okay, we just change these couple things like we do and bang, that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know that they're going to, I mean, man, I was wishing I was on a 150 today. Really? Yeah, I bet. I bet <laughs> a few times. You know, at at, but, at, at, a, at a you know at a light two hundred pounds. But you know that 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 one twenty five was just. I was having a blast on it. What, what position does the throttle work? Uh, it only works when it's fully open. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that the bike doesn't have really good torque. It has really good torque, but it doesn't accelerate. No, it, it just it just kind of chugs along when you when you're you know until the mm. throttle is wide open, it does not really want to. Yeah accelerate it, it, it took for me to it took until you told me just point and shoot like and yeah that was until then that that didn't click with me yeah because i heard you kind of like working the throttle on and off and on and off it's like yeah. no you need to turn that thing on and then yeah. and then then it'll it'll really go yeah it, it was it was counterintuitive like you had to have the throttle wide open in order to be much more comfortable on that on that bike it was it was it was weird it was weird to get used to because i don't remember having to do that with that uh, yz 125x no. That one I did not have to do that at all, but I guess that one's more of a trail, right? So, oh, no, that one's more for GNCC racing, but same same thing, yeah. really. 
So between those two, and we're going to do a comparison if we do this next digital issue, the magazine, we'll mm-hmm. do the comparison between those two bikes and I'll probably make you ride it. You know, actually you come over and ride that 125 XC a few more times and you just write the test on that too. Because you did a good job on the first one. Yeah, it didn't get in the final cut, but I imagine it's because no, it was a it, 2020. It was in the, no, it was in the, the it was in the, um, the, the issue we showed advertisers. Oh, okay. There's, so, there's a whole story on it. I, it's, it's there. Oh, well, then I'm going to pat myself on the back then because right. I... You did a good job. I yeah. just told you that. So here's... If if you ask me, like, okay, Jimmy, which would you get? Which... The, the YZ125X or the KTM125XC? Or which... Don't ask me which I would get. Which is the better... Like, which is the... Which makes more power? Which is the better engine? If you're any position other than wide open, the Yamaha. I would agree with that, actually. If you're wide open, there's no doubt the KTM is annihilating it yeah in yeah. In, a, in, in a in a big way and i i actually see exactly what you what you mean by that because the, the 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 yz it seems a little bit more planted everywhere else but yeah. that ktm once you get it singing it's just yeah ugh. it goes it, it's and, it, and i think it's it makes you know probably three to five more horsepower mm-hmm. in, in reality is what probably makes the, the ktm they really designed it to run up there and and but it's a it's really good that it has as much torque as it does but if you roll the yamaha on if you you, you know kind of work the throttle it go it kind of it works the throttle and it goes mm-hmm. the ktm if you if you work in the throttle it just it just kind of mumbles along until you hit the stop and then it goes yeah yeah and and not that it's hard to control or anything like that just that's that's the difference that's the way it works well being stuck in sand it it really (laughs) magnified that yeah because uh if you were on wide open you were just kind of there you weren't you're just kind of moving no excitement just kind of moving yeah but once you got that wide open it was it was like riding a dirt bike suddenly yeah um Okay, I'm uh, I'm going to run through so some of these things that people are saying their favorite piece of gear. Uh, I run through some of this. Jason Abbott, uh, Fox Legion Tack Vest has been my favorite piece of gear for dual sport and off road riding this year. So Jason used to be Honda's uh, media PR guy, and now he's Fox's media PR guy. <laughs> I'm just saying that. <laughs> no, he, he he's actually he wears some of the, I think some of the stuff that you were wearing today, the Legion stuff. He, oh, okay, I always yeah. see photos of him in that. Um, and uh, airbag testing seems like a shitty job. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be the test. Uh, let's see here. Do we have any other questions? Um, we can hear Bob clearly. Oh, that's a, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, Wayne Wilson says, climb tactical shirt. That's what I was wearing when I crashed. That's your point. Yeah, you made the point. I, so that's how you're sitting right there, but you managed to get the information to me through the internet somehow. Yeah. I I wore the best stuff. I don't know. It was good. It helped me out. Um, oh, Mark actually put up a post of the Motor Terry Easy Oil Drain, and it's an oil drain funnel. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, any other? Does anybody? Do you see any other stuff in there, Logan? Uh, mostly just like comments and stuff. Yeah. Did anybody call out any specific products? Let's see. Seriously, Har- Harley David should have run this adventure bike past Jimmy. Uh, you know what's funny, Chris? Um, 
is that Harley, uh, we've had probably six or so Harley engineers come out and take the class for no particular reason. Yeah, take the off-road riding school. On uh, adventure bikes? Uh, they rented bikes because they are all flying out from back east and stuff okay. like that. But they all rented bikes. They just kind of wanted to see. I think they were just um, broadening their horizons, like learning yeah. a lot about stuff. Well, don't they have a huge uh, demographic issue? Like they're not appealing to anyone who's under like 50? The Harley? Yeah. I I, I think there was a group of hipsters they that grabbed onto them and stuff. And then they, they fell off and started going down that rat bike. Yeah, yeah. That rat bike road. So maybe, maybe that, you know, when they grow up, they'll want to ride Harley adventure bikes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Troy Hicks says um, PRI fuel stabilizer. He says it's magic for carbureted bikes and it's obviously his uh, product of the year. And Curly Stoker says, hey, if we don't have some kind of mention of the blank, blank, Blank. I'm not even sure what the point of all this is. The running joke is to work it in. Now, gosh darn it. What's he talking about? I think he wants us to fill in the blanks. Yeah, what do you think the blank was? I think we're supposed to just make up our own blanks. Like, fill them in with our own words. Oh. Kind of no, like he, a Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what the joke is, then. The bike that we they're not allowed, they're not, I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about? The other one we rode today? No. No, Gas Gas? We can talk about Gas Gas. Oh, okay. It's just like a Honda, except it's it's not. It's red. Remember we talked about red? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. psychological effect of red? Riding it like Ken Roxon. That's amazing that you can ride a Gas Gas like Ken Roxon because it was red. Yeah, yeah. Which, what happened? Oh, well, when I actually, you know, just... First off, when I'm riding it like Ken Roxon, I don't not mean like literally riding like Ken Roxon. Um, just you, staying in the low RPMs. Oh, you got in a you got in a Ken Roxon zone. Yeah, yeah. You were smooth, fluid, perfection. Yeah, just stay right and stay low in the RPMs, and hey, there you go. Uh, of all the of all the guys that, in all honesty, of all the motocrossers that I would currently, you know, eh, just say have have the the perfect style. It's funny because he looks slow when he's going really really fast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I think that I. I totally, I totally uh, get with you on that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he posted a video on Instagram a few weeks back of him hitting like the whoops, and you could no, you could barely hear the engine. It was <laughs> it was mind blowing. <laughs> it's like how low in the RPMs he rides that bike at. I sus and I suspect the new bike will work good for that too because mm -hmm. it's it's funny because I think it's just more controllable down there. Yeah. No, um, what what bike are we talking about? The new bike, Logan. What bike is that? The Honda CRF. 450R. Right, that one. Yeah, just checking. You make you got to be on point with that. It's part of the game. game. Yeah. You were striving for perfection now, according to Matt. <laughs> um, let's see. What's better than a 2T, a 1T? Uh, electric is a 1T. Energy density is the... Uh, let's see. Energy density is in the lab, so maybe not far off. 200 miles at a pass with fast recharge, please. Um. They're talking about electric SX, 45-minute motos, three bikes per rider, claiming rule, $12,000 buyout, <laughs> exclude suspension. Spectators can purchase the race bikes, <laughs> including the charger. <laughs> this is Chris Real. That was that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would <laughs> Did you ever uh, race an electric bike? 45-minute motos. Is they they switch oh. so they switch bikes. Chris, that's brilliant. 
You got to call the Coombs. It, you got to call like, up the Coombs cartel. It, it'd be like uh, in Mo- like MotoGP where they have multiple bikes, right? Yeah, they have a wet bike and a and a dry bike, but yeah. this time you actually have three separate bikes, and you just come. You have to pit and switch your bike. Yeah, I don't know about forty five. That'd be a long time. I don't think anybody has it now. We have. We, you should just do. You should just do three motos on three different bikes. You know, the 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 um. Yeah, you you would you know you just because they'd be like they'd be like what do they call that super rate the the three main events I don't know what they call that in Supercross main events these days yeah they have three main events it's like a super I should triple pay, crown triple crown those yeah. things yeah they do triple crown crowns mm. which I actually like I mean I agree with not making all seventeen rounds them but yeah it's different yeah it's, keeps it kind of interesting yeah. Um, Let's see. There, there's a small discussion on the side going on about electric, and whoever brought that question up. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I, I'd be really interested to try. I've never ridden the electric bikes, like an Alta or anything. They're they they're really cool. Um, mm-hmm. the the Alta was good, and that, that like I said, they're getting better. The 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 problem was never how much power they can make and all this stuff. It was battery life mm-hmm. and control. Like because electric engine makes all of its torque at low RPM. Yeah. Higher RPMs, they kind of fall off, and that's the exact opposite of what we're used to. Yeah. So yeah. they handle differently. There's, you know, you don't have this gyroscopic effect that's that's mm-hmm. that's in there. So even though sometimes the electric bikes are heavy, they don't feel as heavy when they get going. Right. Right. And there's not as much spinning around inside there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I was trying to think. Here, let me let me answer this next question. So this is our two-stroke, four-stroke question, which is always good. You know, if you really want to, you know, get a get a debate where you can get a really solid answer going here, uh, oil. You can talk about oil. You can recommend oil. So pick your favorite oil. Two-stroke versus four-stroke. That's always good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's a good one. And then and then um, you can try to tell me that the Husaberg five seventy is not the best bike in the world. And I caught my staff sleeping. Yes, that's right. <laughs> there we go, uh, Curly. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know what that was, did you? No, I'm that's not, new. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to talk about that on the show. I'm supposed to not talk about Husebergs all the time. Best, best. I, you know, after yeah. you've ridden one, haven't you? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I remember you. Um, one of my first classes, you threw me on one and told me go ride it, and I almost looped it out on my first time <laughs> ever riding one. That is right. That's that's a normal experience there, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Looping out of Husaberg. Um It says, hi, Jimmy. I just wanted to reach out to you because I've appreciated reading and watching your off-road content for years. And uh, yeah, then yeah. you wonder why I put this letter in. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm training for the 2021 Tennessee TKO, which is an extreme endro, and I'm wondering if I need a two-stroke. I just picked up a 2020 Husky 450 FX, and I really like it a lot, but I'm worried that it might not be the right bike for the TKO. Well, guess what? Your worries are true. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Actually, I I think, I think, did I, no, I, I haven't talked about the 450, the Gas Gas 450 EX, which is the brother, sister, yeah, whatever bike the to this bike. bigger version what I have. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked about that. But anyways... So I live in Tillamook, Oregon, and we do have a lot of technical riding here, and it is feeling really good. This will be my very first hard enduro, and I've been watching a lot of videos, and I don't see why f- I don't see any four strokes racing in these. It seems my answer should clear that I need the answer should be clear that I need a two stroke, but I really like the four stroke power. Is everyone racing two strokes because it's the trend, or are they superior to the four strokes and hard enduro? 
<laughs> Got a couple guys laughing here. <laughs> that what it, what it, we went on a kind of a hard enduro ride the other day. Uh, Hans and Wayne here. It was we call it a medium enduro. You called it a girly ride. I called it a girly ride. I know, but I, I got an ego to protect. Okay, so I went on a girly ride with these two old dudes, uh, local old dudes around here. And uh, what? How many four strokes were on that ride? Uh, zero. Zero four strokes. And we all have the opportunity to ride KTM 500s and 350s and Gas Gas 350s and Honda 450s. And what do we all take? 300s. Yeah, 300s. I took a beta. Yeah, yeah. So you guys run your uh, KTMs. And, and oh, he. Starts with H U S. Oh, he rode a who, uh, who's, uh, who, who, a Husky, Berg. Yeah. Yeah, blue KTM. It was the Husky before there was a Husky. So, I got one of those. So, anyways, uh, Josh is forty-three year olds and forty-three year forty-three years old, and he's been racing off road since he was twelve years old. That's a little bit older than you, Logan, right? Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm an A rider, and I have won OMRA state championships at that level on both four strokes and two strokes. Your opinion would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for your time, Josh. So, Josh, I'm going to tell you the, the, the reason why two strokes are better at hard and draw, uh, or at least the reason I think it's better and, and the reason you see all the guys on it. And I think number one is that that they've been able to make the power on those bikes so smooth and so tractable that even, you know, when you're talking about these four strokes that have longer power bands, they still kind of have a little bit of a, a power band and they don't make the same type of power at the low RPMs that you need the power at. And so what I'm talking about is really low throttle positions where that time between the two strokes where the, where it's not that the, 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 the strokes where it's not making the power every other stroke, mm -hmm. the potential for that bike to lose its chug, you know, especially with four strokes going to lighter and lighter flywheels and lighter cranks and everything like that. They just don't have the chug that they used to. The two stroke is smoother at, and it's better at putting out lower and lower power levels where you actually need it so that it gets traction. So that's, that's number, that's number one. It's just better at putting out low power levels. Mm -hmm. It's smoother. It's just, it just, it just hooks. They're just able to hook up better. The other thing about them that I think is is kind of crucial is that when you ride a four stroke like that, and when you're even when you're riding a two stroke that you're on the clutch, you're always on the clutch, kind of slipping the clutch so that the bike doesn't stall, and so if it does grab traction, you can you can make it so it doesn't grab too much traction, or if it does grab traction and it bogs the motor, so you're always slipping the clutch, and whether you're using a regular regular clutch or a recluse clutch, which we like. Um. You're, you're constantly slipping the clutch, and that's heating up the engine oil quite a bit. And in a four-stroke, that hot engine oil is now going up into the top end and trying to cool the top end, which now it's actually heating up the top end, and everything's getting hotter and hotter. And net-net, you end up with this very big, hot engine that has a hard time dealing with the heat. It has a hard time dissipating the heat, and it's heavier, and there's more shit spinning around in it. And it's just net-net, it's just more complicated and harder to use. So two strokes tend to be, you're able to, they're able to stay a little bit cooler, run a little bit cooler. Um, 
which is important in these sections that, you know, in hard and drill where you're not moving very fast. So you can have a fan on both of them and the four strokes just do not cool down. It's a bigger heat sink, harder to get, harder to cool down, especially when you're constantly using the clutch, which is really what's heating the motor up. Um, by the way, my beta didn't have a whole lot of uh, coolant left in it uh, after the ride the other day. I didn't realize it was steaming that much, yeah. but it doesn't have a fan. Kind of like a steam engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I noticed there was a, a significant amount of detonation uh, on the ride home. It was like more than normal when I was cruising back. And uh, yeah, on the way down. Oh, that's it, not good. Yeah, no, no. It got well, it got warm. It wasn't bad. It was still there was still water in it, but yeah, reduced volume. <laughs> Is that, yeah, I it, I didn't think so either, but my boots and my lip, pant leg told me a different story when I looked down <laughs> at that one time. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, yeah, we test them here. Um, so I I in in and if you think if you think your four fifty uh, four stroke FX is man that bike is a handful. It is really really a handful in tight technical stuff. You would be blown away by how good. Uh, the the new 300 two strokes are it will it it will it's like I would say an ability level you jump up one level in ability when you get tired. Mm-hmm. yeah when you get tired it's, and you're dropping the bike yeah <laughs> yeah and it's not getting hot and yeah yeah the throttle yeah the, the yeah, the four strokes want to go. I I would say, yeah, Josh, go with the go with the two stroke. It, like if you were gonna make the investment to go back to Tennessee and do that, and especially when it gets like slippery, the four strokes heavier. It's hard to get it harder to get it moving from a standstill. Um, it just everything. There's a reason why all the guys are riding two strokes. If it it's it's clear. I I I tried to ride a Husaberg. <laughs> Husaberg 390 actually at the Romaniacs, and that ended my uh, extreme enduro career. <laughs> actually, yeah. I I ended my extreme enduro career, but that bike did definitely helped me realize that I wasn't as good a rider as I thought I yeah. was. Yeah, was there wasn't there a year where there was a lot of four strokes at uh, Erzberg? Um, like didn't BMW do uh, have like a team at Erzberg or something? Or yeah, I- but we raced uh, we raced twin cylinder bikes up the mountain, and then and then. That was it. Then I raced a gas gas in the extreme enduro. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, no, there was there there was there was a time when everybody was racing the four strokes up the mountain just to win the the hill climb stage. Yeah, and and then but you would not want to be on a four stroke in in that race either. Any of those yeah. extreme enduros. What was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my teammate on. He was my teammate on the gas gas team. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's not that. He wasn't that big of a guy, but yeah, it was a. <laughs> was was he see. also the guy who finished, or like, did he finish or almost finished without a without a foot peg? Like he was missing a foot peg. Oh, uh, it's yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it wouldn't be hard to rip a foot peg off there either. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, so okay, I think that was the was that the last question? That the last question? Okay, so I, I'm sure everybody wants to hear my uh, my uh, picks for uh, products of the year, bikes of the year, things of the year. Um, we got to remember. So, bike of the year, Matt. What's your what's your twenty? It's something you have to. It's a bike that you have to have ridden. Yeah, which isn't many. Yeah, I know. That's why it gets easy for you. Yeah. Uh, during this calendar year, up yeah. until now, what's the best bike bike of the year that you rode? Probably that one twenty five X. 
because that's the one I I think I rode that one. My Husaberg 300. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a 2014. Another Husaberg rider. No wonder I let you on the show. <laughs> a 2014 KX450. That was my buddy's at a motocross track. Uh, and then I think the bikes today. Mm-hmm. There might have been some other ones, but those are the only ones I really remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, and your KTM 200. But I think I would give it to the... YZ125X. Yeah, just because um, the reason why I put is uh, it's it's a cheap uh, option, you know, for dirt bikes. Not cheap, but inexpensive. And uh, it can be trail ridden. You know, you can ride it on the trails if you want, or yep. you can ride it on the, or you can race it. It can do both. And um, for someone like me who's, I would describe myself as someone who's slowly getting back into the sport. I don't yep. know. Um, that's honestly like the perfect bike for me. It's it's not the most expensive. I can ride it how I want to, and it'll do do everything pretty much well, uh, pretty well. I don't have any disagreement with that at all. I mm-hmm. think it's a it's a pretty good thing. But yeah, and better than the KTM with the electric start today. I honestly, the actual electric start's nice. Um, I just like how uh, it's more versatile than that one because that one's just very much like wide open or nothing race. Yeah, for someone who's me, like while it was very fun. If I want to do something more than just hold it wide open, then... The Yamaha comes into play. Yeah, yeah. I like the Yamaha a little bit more. Okay, Logan, what do you have? Uh, probably a KTM 300. KTM 300? Yeah. Oh, your dad's bike? Yes. I, I can't argue with that either. Is it is yours Yours is a 20 or 21? 20. 20. Yeah. 20. Yeah. That's a... That's... So that, that bike came across my list. So I, I have my list. I'm sitting here going like, what, what is the best bike I rode this year? And, and so that was, that was right up there. And then I'm thinking, well, Honda sponsors the show. So I got to say Honda, right? Well, no, I, I really did like the new Honda 450R motocross bike, but I'll also tell you that I haven't spent enough time on it to, to know. And it does have some problems. It, that, that little jetting glitch, fuel injection glitch, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is strange for a Honda to have. And I haven't ridden one that's been fixed yet. So don't know. Um, uh, and then I started kind of bouncing around like all the different KTMs and Huskies and some of these new gas gases and everything. And what, what I kind of settled on the bike that I'm most impressed with that, I'm favorite. Anybody want to get venture a guess? Anybody? KTM 500. Nope. Husaberg 570. Husaberg. He said it. Said, Hit the damn bell. No, no, no. It is not. Nope. That it, the Husaberg is not. Because if I never ever had to work on that bike, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what happened to the other day is, um, you know, the seat. The seat has the little little pulled string. The pull string hopped up inside underneath the thing, and I couldn't get the damn seat off because I had to fish around in there. And I usually have a zip tie tied to it or something to extend that lever. No, Yamaha Tenere 700. Oh. Yeah. Tenere 700 is, is and, and for a couple of reasons. Number one is that they absolutely nailed it with that bike. That bike it fits the it fits a hole in the market. It it's got the right price point. It's got a super high level of performance for you know what it's designed for for what you're paying for it. Um, just kind of a bike that I, I every time I sit there and I go, I try to find fault with it. I can't find any fault mm-hmm. with it. And yeah, it's an adventure bike. And okay, so that's a little bit on in the extremes of what we test here. But man, as a as a as a dirt going adventure bike, it's like you know we always talk about how good a KLR 650 is as a 
get into adventure bike, this yeah. bike replaces that. Oh, really? Like it's it's the the modern ver. It's simple. It's easy. It does all this stuff good. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's the bike. That's my personal uh, Jimmy Lewis bike of the year. I don't know. I should get some of the other guys on on the mm-hmm. dirt bike test team to 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 tell me what their bike of the year is, but they won't call me. Like they they because they think I'm going to yell at them for not getting the magazine done. Well. Pretty impressive on Yamaha's part. They got two out of <laughs> two, the three bike of the year. Two out of three. Yeah. 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 Logan, you're like odd man out. Yep. You should have picked the CRF 125F. Probably. Yeah. I've seen you ride that more than almost anything else. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know how you know about that KTM 300 because all I ever see you doing on that is smooching with a girl. <laughs> That's why it's the bike of the year. Yeah. Oh, is that what's happening there? It's like, I got a 300. Check the... Dude... If you if you had a Husaberg 570 like I do, you'd have like three girls on that thing. Yeah, but he'd also be dead. <laughs> oh, what what a better way to go? <laughs> <laughs> Husaberg 570 and three chicks. Unless you're like me, I'd have a few dudes on there. Obviously, um, okay. Uh, gear, gear. Uh, what's the favorite piece of gear? Favorite piece of gear of the year or just... Piece of gear of the year, yeah. Um, I I only have one set right now because all <laughs> of my other old sets died. Okay. So... Um, Do you just want to disqualify yourself? Yeah. I, you haven't yeah. you haven't come across anything good? Like, okay, what... Okay. What do you think should be the gear of the year? Um, who sponsors us? That's gear. Climb. Uh, anything from them, gear of the year, it's fantastic. I, I, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I will, I will say that um, the was it their XC jersey and pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I tested it back in 15, 2015. Yeah, that gear held up for years. You still have it? I still have it. It has lots of holes in it, <laughs> but that jersey actually still holds holds up perfect. Um, yeah. The gloves are those disintegrated a, a year and a half ago, um, but the pants, you know, they're still wearable. There's there's some holes there, but yeah, it's it's that jersey is not does not show any wear though. Yeah, I so. I I have so much different gear. I don't get to wear stuff as long as is mm-hmm. you know as people that do the one gear thing again. Talking yeah. to some magazine guy, it's like, but I do wear specific sets over and over and over just to mm-hmm. really test the durability on it. Yeah, and and yeah, I I would say any piece of gear from Climb. Uh, for the most part, if you're buying the right stuff for you is going to be a really good, really good fit. Yeah. Especially like the under, you know, the under layers and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, just things I, so I, I know what mine is. What's yours, Logan? Um, probably the climb helmet, the F3 carbon helmet. Oh sure. yeah. That's really good. My, my noggin is safe from a, I had an F5 on when I, did my little upward backwards flying? I've te- crash tested them; they're good. The, the F3 is really good because it's lightweight, mm-hmm. so yeah. lightweight. Oh, so is he. oh, you used it too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Yep. Okay, I was wondering. Uh, how it, long has it been uh, since you know? It outlasted my knee. <laughs> the crash. So <laughs> your head's good, but your knee's still sore. Yeah. Right. Um, and we got a lot of stuff. Yeah, good thing Climb sponsors this show. Makes it easy to talk about. I actually, I, I'm going to tell you that the the piece of equipment that I was most impressed with, the piece of gear that I was most impressed with, was this Climb, the um, Power Cross pullover. Now, I've always been a fan of vests. So, like, you know, 
I used to wear a vest a lot of times, but it just kind of leaves your arms open. And like I would today, so today I was wearing a latitude jacket mm-hmm. and I wished that I had the power cost pullover today all day long because yeah. it's, it's a little more roomy. It moves around a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It, everything about it is, and it's a snow, it's a snow part. It's a snow piece. They don't yeah. really push it on the motorcycle side, but I'm like, told them, I was like, you got to, you got to let moto guys because it's it's a little bit warmer it's a little bit more roomy it's casual enough you can wear it like mm-hmm. i would be wearing it right now yeah i would yeah. honestly wear it like because it would keep me warm right now and it's comfortable and but that is a really really good piece of equipment i, I know i did a little podcast talking about it everything i said about it there i back it up times 10 now and i've been wearing them i have two different ones and i've been wearing them all year long mm-hmm. except for in the summer um but like that's and I've been testing some some newer stuff that uh, I I I wish I didn't have to test it because that's why I wore that jacket today because I mm-hmm. wanted to test the fit compared to a newer jacket that I'm supposed to be testing or I am testing. Yeah, I had to kind of go. I wanted to go back and forth. You know, you saw what I was wearing the other day, right? Can't you can't see that? You're not allowed to see that, by the way. No pictures, yeah, no photos. Yeah, don't remember. So. But I wore a normal jacket that I was used to today to kind of compare it. And the whole time I'm going, man, I wish I wish I was in the power cross. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good, good, good for climb. Look, George even put it up the uh, put up the link to it. So oh, you, really? you can go go buy one there. Actually, let if you, if you want to buy a power cross jacket right now over this thing, uh, email me over at Dirt Bike Test and I might be able to slide you a little discount code. Oh. Might be able to slip one of those things out there, especially anybody that stayed on the show this long. If you're watching this show, I might might be able to help you out here. Yeah, just a, just a little nugget in the, in here. Um, bike part. So that can be anything that you put on your motorcycle. What would be your favorite bike part? I mm. I had it from riding the gas gases. Uh which are not, they do not have a certain part on them. I became very aware of how much I like a certain thing that I would like to talk about, um, but I can't. Forgot the name of the company that makes them. Isn't that, a, isn't that strange? Uh, <laughs> so um, what's your favorite bike part, Matt? Uh, gas. Gas. <laughs> Gasoline. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. Do you like the non-ethanol gas? Uh, I don't. You don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't discriminate if just, it just if it goes in your motorcycle and makes it go. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Solid. Um, uh, Logan, oil or oil? Yeah, you got. Did, did you just think of that like right after you said gas? A little bit. Okay. Or what now? Stabilizer. What kind? Handlebar or Scotts. Okay, Only that's good. Yeah, side. you can say that too because you can say whatever you want. No, I I would say Scotts too. That. So that was one of the things that came across my um, my head too was was the Scott steering stabilizer, which I'm a big fan of. I've always have been. I haven't met a bike that didn't like a Scott steering stabilizer. I mean, there's some bikes that quote don't need them until you really need them, like when you hit a rock, like I did in that uh, that sandwash. And I hate to say it, but the bike that I was on that I did hit the rock on had a Scott steering stabilizer on it. I just don't think it was adjusted the way that I like to adjust them. And there's a lot of high speed, a lot more high speed than normal. Cause I think the high speed, you, you like how I can just like back extrapolate my crash to like not happening mm-hmm. if I would have had the right thing on my bike. Um, 
Scott steering stabilizers are awesome. Uh, yes. Um, and there's Cody thinks one of those things. Uh, he likes Chris Birch low bars. Um, and then Craig Albert said somebody stole his answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, watching from the motorhome, climb gear rocks, says Brian Downs. That's good. Let's see. Wrap around handguards, lever savers. Curly, what kind? Uh, let's give us some name brands here. I'll see if I can say them out loud. <laughs> Mark Daniels. What do you think Mark Daniels says? Did you already look? I don't have access to it. Okay. Uh, let's what do you, see. We talk about parts, though. So, so Mark actually, and, and I'm doing this kind of for the people that are watching it on the YouTubes and the listening to it as a podcast that can't see a lot of the stuff that's flowing through on the chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, Mark, I'm almost positive that I'm going to pick your thing because the other thing. So the other thing is something that. And we talked about this today, uh, Matt, and is is that something that's it's an exhaust system part? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking you know about. What I'm then? talking about now. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because the gas gases don't have this thing, and I yeah. realized how much I appreciate that because it does change the 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 throttle response, the throttle performance, and I really and it's as small as that is. Mm-hmm. I just noticed that globally across a lot of bikes, how yeah. I've started putting those things on most of the bikes. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate it, and now I don't have it, and I notice it. I'm like, oh, I want this, I, yeah. especially on that bike, especially on that Gas Gas 350. I want, I want that little bit of throttle response that it's that it's lacking compared mm-hmm. to others. But anyways, it's hard to remember what that thing is anymore. I talked to them about this, and it, anyways, so I'm gonna go with flex fast flex handlebars because again, like right now. We even noticed this today because one of the things I wanted to do between those two bikes is the gas gas has a cast triple clamp. It's one of their cost cutting features. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's made so they can do a little bit reduced price that probably people won't notice Um, a little. There's things they can change that most riders really in reality won't tell. But even though we were riding a 125 two stroke and a 354 stroke, I could feel the difference in vibration Mm -hmm. coming through the chassis, not from the motors because the cast the the machine the built machine triple clamp on the KTM mm-hmm. has rubber mounts in it and those yeah. little bit of rubber mounts make a little bit of a difference you noticed it a little bit more and you felt more of the suspension yeah yeah that that was more my gripe with that bike was the was the feel of the front fork yeah but the difference between it because I'm sensitive to this stuff it was the the cast triple clamp it's funny because at the gas gas entry when we were riding around there I was Playing a little bit about the harshness of the fork on the on the bikes initially, mm-hmm. as well as when I came back in and when I when I said, "Hey, can we check the tire pressure?" You like they're like, "Are you sure it's not the tri- triple clamp?" <laughs> like, no, no, there's something wrong here. Yeah, um, because they obviously notice this too. You, you feel more vibration with that cast triple clamp, and I'm actually surprised at how much difference it is. But then mm-hmm. again, I think back. I have a lot of bikes with that cast triple clamp. All my EXCs, yeah, but all my EXCs have the BRP bar mount. Yeah, that has yeah. vibration dampening in it, and I run flex handlebars on most of mm-hmm. my bikes. That also, I don't think flex handlebars dampen as much vibration as they'd like to say they do, because mm-hmm. there's still some solidness to the mounting. Right, right. But what they do do, and this is why I'm bringing this up now, because this is the other thing I noticed today is after feeling these two triple clamps, is like my wrists are really sore. 
Yeah. Like right yeah. now, I'm sitting there going, my wrists are sore from that little ride mm-hmm. enough to where, like, they're going to be sore tomorrow. Yeah. Why? No flex bars. Right, right. That's the difference it makes. And those little things that I was sitting there picking with, like we changed the air pressure on the fork. Oh, by the way, you got to give me back my tools. Oh, I brought them back there on the okay. table right there. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, so that little bit of vibration and, and stuff, it just, you know, and, and, but just the hits on the fork, just the impacts, the flex handlebars make bad forks good. So mm-hmm. I'm so much less picky about a fork when I have a flex handlebar on it. Yeah. And then plus then my wrists just plain don't hurt. So that is going to be, it's been my product of the year for last five or six years. I mean, it, it'd mm. be one of the ones I'd say right off the top, but that is one of the things that, that is, especially with chassis getting stiffer and stiffer and, and going for more race-like suspensions, um, stuff like that. I'm, I'm, uh, it, those things are really, really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, happy, happy with, happy with those and bummed. I didn't have them on the bikes today. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, let's see, George says I should talk about my classes. Logan, how come you didn't recommend my classes as the best product of the year? He doesn't know? Um, I read it after. You read it after. That could be the best tool of the year. Oh, we can yeah. still qualify it in the tool. Yeah. yeah, it's a tool for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes into all these except maybe gear. Yep. But yeah. it's not the best bike. Um, you make the bike better. Bobby Coleman says shorter clutch and brake levers. Uh, what brand is that? Um, RK Tech Head has been amazing on my 300 TPI as well. I would like to test those, uh, Cody. Um, I I would actually like to. I I tried a a guy came to my class that had all the stuff done to his 300 TPI. Had the get ignition and the new fuel double fuel injectors and the, the bell, all the bells and whistles. And I mm-hmm. rode it and I was. Again, not really impressed. It, it seemed like the stuff could work. You have the tunability to make it work, but it just it seemed like it would probably work really good on a dyno. It seemed like the numbers, like when I had really good traction, I could put a load on it. It seemed mm-hmm. like it worked good. But other than that, I'm like, what's this thing doing? But um, I've I I could see that you know there, with the new TPI bikes, there's a little bit of detonation. It's mostly a sound than a performance thing. But I mm-hmm. could see where somebody that plays around with some head shapes and stuff could do some really good stuff. Uh, stuff with that um let's see let's see he's talking about his uh i think the the head brp mounts and flex bars are to beat that's right to beat they're the best are to beat the best maybe mark are you doing text to speech again with a couple tequilas in you i'm by the way i'm having el himidor tonight and uh el mayor yeah, it's just 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 a couple. Yeah. Oh well. Do you guys want some? Sure. Okay. Come on over and pour. It. There's a shot glass right over on the side there. Um, we never found out where the Jeremy showed up yet. He, he liked my to, he liked my message. He liked your message. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because we get that black bottle down here and try. So we should just. It's yeah. the end of the year show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's have New Year's Eve right here. Let me get it. Um, or studio audience gets it. You can get it. All right. Yeah. Just go bring that whole case down. We'll just let Logan sit there in amazement. You're not going to say anything, are you? What? Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want you to say anything, you know, that we're, that we're using this thing. Um, let's see. I got, I got 
believe it or not, I just got messaged from one. Uh, no, 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 Matt. Why don't you go up there and grab the grab the the one in the in the in the the protective case? These. Yeah, don't let Bob get anywhere near that thing because he'll 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 knock it over and break it for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Careful with that. It's heavy. There's not much in there. Um, and I'm gonna need a clean glass. We're gonna need two clean shot glasses. So you just work your way into the All kitchen right, there. Um, in my hand, like I'm gonna grab it right here because I know it's safe. Got it. Okay. Yep. <sighs> this is what you always expect on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday—a surprise. If any of you donkeys want to research the price on this and uh, know what I need for um, my birthday, which it's whenever you want, you can just send a bottle of that at any time. Um, it looks like a trophy. Yeah. Oh, it's a trophy, all right. <laughs> That's a trophy bottle of tequila. Um, so it's it's blocking you, Logan. Nobody's going to be able to see you there. Move it over to the side. Just you know, smile around the corner. Wow. Um, Let's see. Uh, yes, I am, and they are hard to beat. <laughs> That's what. Uh, let's see. Um, everybody's complaining about me now because I'm showing off. Now I'm showing off, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, just more pats on the back, right? This is. I'm lucky. I have good friends because there's no way yeah. in the world I could afford this. So we're gonna see. Watch this. It opens up. You can't see this right now if you're listening, Jeez. but it opens up. It's almost like a. Kind of a sarcophagus, kind of like design or something. But it there and this thing. Pours, oh, how much is in there? <laughs> I have to do a survey on this. Hey, George, I see your fingerprints on this. Oh, there's some in there. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit, a little bit good here. You want to you want to touch that? That's yeah. A, hold on here. Is this uh is this like my tuition in my hand right here? Um, it could be. Oh, you know about that? Yeah, yeah. You showed me that uh, with the white bottle. Yeah, yeah. That's one. That one. That one's really nice. So, we're, so this is where we uh. Do we just take polls now? No. <laughs> College kid over there. Yeah, we can pass it back and forth. Yeah, and careful. You can give the, the, the cork a smell or something like that, yeah. but just be careful with the rest of it. We need clean, you need clean shot glasses with this one. I don't want one of these contaminated ones. Um, so this is Class A Azul uh, Ultra Anejo, which is really good for uh, tech talk. Um, I, I want to know where George is probably slitting his wrists right now as he knows how nice this is and then my bartender Janie's probably pretty upset she doesn't get to partake in this Bob what happened you were put in charge of one small task we're gonna get, bring the I thought so bring the paper towels over here we're cleaning this thing up <laughs> it's a screw top somebody says <laughs> no it's a bell top there's that here, grab that one there Let me. you can reach up there and grab that so it is $1,800. tequila. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, you're, and you're willing to share $1,800 tequila? With you, Matt. Yeah, this, it's, you're, oh, wow. you're, you're a big boy now. You're allowed to have some of this. You should put that in your diary, Matt. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I'm, I'm putting this on my... Yeah, it's put, put it on, on your my, Instagram with yeah. your followers and stuff like that. Yeah. You can you can go live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Daniels is toasting with 1942. That's what Bob tried to bring over here. He thought that was in the same league as this, uh, Mark, but it, it really is not. Um, you got that clean thing over there. I'm going to pour it. You know, 
I think <laughs> I got an Instagram follower. <laughs> oh, you got an Instagram follower out of this? <laughs> hey, uh, was the last time we poured this was when Johnny was here, right? right. Johnny Campbell, and and he he got a little crazy with it, right? Yeah, because it, it's got it. I don't think you told him how much it was. Oh, I don't really like to brag like that, do I? <laughs> so, yeah, these, this is sipping tequila. I'll give you a little bit there. That's a that's a pretty generous pour, Matt. You enjoy that because oh, I, I will. So the, the I think five dollars just fell on the table. Oh, it'll uh, I think that's up. more than five dollars. It'll, it'll help the aroma. Hold on. Okay, so that's that's this. Um, I'll put it. I don't want it. I don't want it to get broken. It's in front of the camera. I can't put it on the soundboard. I'll put it right over here. Got to find a spot. If you saw what a S show this this uh, <laughs> this operation is, so here here's this Matt. Cheers. We you got you yeah. busy. Don't shoot it. It. Yeah, just don't shoot it. No, yeah. <laughs> just. Mm. I don't know if I want to. No, that should last about a half an hour. So uh, yeah. My what? Your chapa. Oh, I. No, wow. it's, I just took a little sip. That is smooth, huh? It that is the first tequila I've ever had that has no burn whatsoever. Like it, it. Well, it will. That's that's the thing is just give it a little while. You yeah. start feeling it go down your throat. Oh, warmth. And yeah, warm. I would yeah. call it burn. It's like it's like warm. Um, <laughs> suck the paper towel. Don't waste it. <laughs> Okay, let's get it back into what we're supposed to be talking about here. Tools. Um, this is the tequila. This is the greatest tool. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it, 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 um, don't recommend it, but I imagine it can make you go faster. That's mm-hmm. a, so. Crash more. Uh, you could, oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, don't don't do this. By the way, that was yeah, just not a, a joke. Suggestion. Maybe a poor joke, but yeah. Boy, that is good. Um, so my favorite tool of the year. Um, anybody else have any? Um, it's 19, 2019 Kirkland, as George is saying. <laughs> no, the, 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 the tamper-proof seal was still on it, George. And I didn't see your fingerprints. <laughs> so um, I, I'm trying to remember what I, I got. I got a tool. I got a couple tools this year that I thought were really cool. I tell you what, screw screw attract screw extractors came in really big handy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling uh, counter shaft bolts out of KTM output shafts mm-hmm. in emergency situations um, due to overuse of torque wrench, not torque wrench, just uh, impact driver. Um, oh, you know, hey, you know what I got for Christmas? What Andrew Short got me a Rabaconda. The moose changing tool. So now, oh. now everybody, if you guys need moose changes, you know you can come over and you can give Jimmy a few beers, and he probably rabaconda your moose right off. See, Andrew got so sick of just watching me suffer on my hands and knees doing it my old school stuff, some vice grips in the rim ways, or he actually my um, one of my mooses went really soft, and they're like, Jimmy, you can't ride in that, and he's like, just take one out of one of his used wheels because it was way better than the one that was in my used wheel. Yeah, and I think. He, he, I think it pained him so much to watch me change that thing. It really wasn't that bad, but so a, a Rabaconda showed up here just before Christmas. Oh, nice. Like, what a nice Christmas present, man. That dude's <laughs> first class. So uh, um, what I was going to say before we got uh, distracted also with the tequila was that uh, um, Ricky's mechanic, uh, 
Eric Seitern mm-hmm. over in, he's over in, he can't sleep right now in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, checking us out in the chat room. <laughs> oh, nice. So he got me, gave me a, gave me a text message. So there it's, it's 12 hours difference or something like that. And they're mm-hmm. up at, or something there up at three o'clock in the morning, can't sleep because of the time change. So, uh, good, good luck to all those guys. They had to do a 40 hour, 48 hour quarantine mm-hmm. when they got there, just part of the regulations they have with it and stuff. And they're yeah. all getting, they're all going through scrutineering and getting this stuff stuck up their noses and all checked out and should be pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, Rabaconda is the tire changer. I've not used one yet, so I've watched them. Uh, hey, my Amazon tire pressure tool was a good value. So Mark said that uh, we 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 did a show and we used we put that as our our thing on one of the Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, if you ever want to support the show, by the way, we do. If you go to any of the stories on Fresh Dirt, a lot of times we put an Amazon. A link at the bottom. It's a searchable link. If you need to buy anything and you want to, you know, give us a little nugget, uh, search through that and then buy through there, and we get a we get a little bit of chump change. Helps uh, kind of keep this thing going. And it doesn't need to be anything dirt bike related, right? It just needs to go through that link. Yeah, just through that link, and then mm-hmm. and then we get a little portion of that. I don't really push all. I, I'm really bad at pushing all the sponsors. So the best tool you mm-hmm. can get for anything is uh, go ahead, Logan. What is it? What's the best tool? We talked about it like four minutes ago. The moose changing thing? Oh, 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 oh. you're as bad as me. That is... Didn't, I, I missed that too, actually, so... <laughs> didn't George tell... Didn't George text... Hasn't he been texting you and telling you what to say? No. No. George, now I'm blaming you. Yeah, I'm glad you don't get to drink this tequila now. <laughs> uh, it's school I Oh. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, you kind of, you used to work there, remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the school? The school, yeah, you used to work there too. Yeah, wait, wait, he used to used to work there? That's what I said, yeah. I haven't seen him lately. He never shows up anymore. Oh. Yeah. You still work there, don't you? At in my a, school? In a way. Okay, that's right. You're part owner, right? Yeah, well, top, of, se- of, top secret stuff. Oh, top secret stuff, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to. Sure that George yet. seems to think that the uh, that the George I think they're sold out we're sold out of the great the gray bolt t-shirt <laughs> that he just put up no we have a few more of those left um uh Kurt Jones suspect that it's suspects that it's riding classes oh Dennis Dennis even says the same thing jail riding school mm-hmm. what a shameless plug that is yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry Dennis your half off is uh in the mail. <laughs> He's taken it so many times. <laughs> he doesn't want a discount half the time. We like try to throw him a discount. He's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. He he should be like the best student. Actually, he should start working as an instructor. Yeah, yeah. He and, just flies down to be an instructor. Yeah. That's what George did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Came so many times, we had to make him work for us. So, uh, okay. Um, come on. Best tool, Logan. What do you got? What was the last tool you used on a motorcycle? Last tool I used was a 10 millimeter T handle. Do you like it? Yes. Is it a good one? Yeah. What brand? Motion Pro. Yeah. Motion Pro? I will okay. say it's hard to go. It, it, it's, it's. I used one of Matt's yeah. 10 millimeter wrenches today. Yeah. I was surprised at how good of a wrench it was in yeah. his fanny pack. Nothing but the best, including the, uh, like the Allen, like the, the T handle Allen, uh, Tool that got shaved down to fit perfectly in uh, uh, the power valve adjustment for the KTM's. 
That's a that's a um, enduro engineering tool. No, 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 no. This is what Bob made yeah. for my for my Heisenberg. Oh. Why didn't you just buy the enduro engineering tool? They weren't around. Then. Oh, yeah. it would have cost. Oh, I'm sure they were. They were around since the those things have been around since a long time ago. Oh. Ever since because they were because they always had that adjustable power valve on the oh, what, what bike was it that had those? Like they've had them on the 250s forever. I thought. So, I didn't know if I just made one. Yeah, probably really expensive aircraft grade something or other. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, it's just a like a Allen head well, T handle shaved down. Yeah. You oh, can yeah, yeah. you can just wedge a quarter inch or an eighth inch uh, <laughs> uh, ratchet in there and or a screwdriver, a nice flat bladed screwdriver, you just fit it in there. It's not that hard to turn. Um I'm still trying. I'm trying. The reason I'm I'm delaying here is I'm trying to remember uh, what the what the best tool the best tool is. I'm gonna say this is this is a reach for me. This is honestly a reach for me because uh, the reason why this is the best is for a very specific reason. Is is but you have to have friends, and I don't I don't know what those are where you get those or how you buy them or how they work. But I heard if you have friends and you want to go riding with your friends, you should all be running Trail Tech Voyagers with the buddy tracking on it. That's that's my that's my product that I like of the year. And especially now that you can download maps into it. I think that software upgrade is out now. I haven't had time to upgrade mine yet, but I don't really need maps. I use it mostly for like watching my buddies get lost when they're riding behind me because they can't follow the track that's right in front of them. Is and then I get frustrated. Okay, I, I Julie's it, it, it is it is it is easy to lose the track when there's a lot of bushes in that in those washes. But you didn't have a Trail Tech Voyager on today. No, no. If you would have had one, it would have it would have been drawing a line mm-hmm. right in front of you, exactly where I went. Oh, really? Yeah. So that, imagine how it, awesome that would be. Yeah, yeah. It, it updates that fast. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The buddy tracking is pretty awesome. So what 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 I would be doing is I would be leaving a buddy tail. Mm-hmm. So it would show you where I was going. And yeah. it would basically, it would draw a track log where exactly where I went. And as long as you're within RF contact, mm-hmm. um, it it is able to do pretty accurate. Yeah and, yeah, and the distance we were riding today would have been all day long because there's not mm-hmm. really no obstructions and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a pretty cool little feature. You guys have both used the Voyager Pros, yeah? But no no buddy tracking? No, we have buddy tracking, but it, it, like, it doesn't show a track. It didn't. It it, it's a software update. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the improvements, the upgrades on it. Yeah, so it, it essentially leaves a little bit of a trail behind. No, he didn't. <laughs> well, first of all, it's really strange. Well, <laughs> you have a friend, which is kind of strange. I mean, I don't know what that's like. So, but but you got to get your friend to have the same that, and that's the caveat with this whole thing. Is like that's if people say, "Hey, what's the what's you know like what's the best GPS?" And they're all talking about the Garmin's, all this different things. Like for motorcycle specific, actually, as a motorcycle specific device, it's really awesome because you can see your RPM and engine temperature and different stuff, whatever you hook it up to. But that buddy tracking, and for me, also the other thing that's awesome is when I am using the the maps that are in it, the what they call perspective GPS. You know, angling the Earth down, so you're looking at it more like a flyover in Google Earth, and you can see the the topographical features uh which is pretty cool and i haven't seen that on any other um 
you know, actually GPS units. Yeah, you can get it on certain phone apps and things like that, but uh, kind of a kind of a cool feature. So I'm going to go with that as a as a as a tool. I, there was there was some other like bike specific tools that I've been. There's been a couple that have I've called. These are cool. I want to tell people about them, and I always forget. But that's what happens when you get old, right, Logan? And also when people don't want to share their companies. Oh, was it a company that I didn't want to talk to? Or I, I would actually, if, if they paid me, then I would just talk about it nonstop. Probably. Like I mean, what? Like the new 2021 Honda CRF450R? Yeah. The bike that's designed to take you straight from the starting gate to Victory Circle? Mm-hmm. That awesome open-class motocrosser features an all-new chassis. What else? A major engine overhaul. New suspension. And new bodywork. And you can forget about clutch fade adjustment or hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the Sierra 450R explodes out of corners when time to ex- increase your lead. So get on down to your local Honda dealer and check out the 2021 2021 Honda Sierra 450R. Go to mx.honda.com to see the full line of competition bikes. And what is the Sierra 450R designed for? It is intended for closed course operation only. That's right, because it's a race bike. <laughs> so, I just like we slid that right into the program, huh? Yep. So okay, you guys well, practice that. Uh, almost. So, the battery pigtail that fits right in your jump start battery is my tool for the year. That's actually uh, a pretty good thing too. So, this is actually something that George should write a. Uh, a tech tip on, I would think, for a dirt bike test. Mm-hmm. It's 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 Jim, the guy whose bike I cartwheeled. Yeah, yeah. That came up with this really good idea on how to how to make the pigtail go straight into your um your uh, quick your lithium battery, your little charger and stuff, which is which is uh, pretty cool. Um, let's see, at five hundred dollars a glass, it will have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're all talking about riding with friends. Expensive GPS tool Voyager Pro, but it works. Um, yes, that is true. It's not cheap. Not that good things aren't cheap. Um, a line in the sand. He was saying, well, that's what Matt was following today. It was a line in the sand. Yeah, yeah. But if it, every once in a while, like sand hardens up and then Jimmy goes through bushes, like not like on purpose, it just happens. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes like water turns quicker than Jimmy can and then I end up in the bushes. So uh, yeah, that's the way it works. Um, a Motion Pro multi tool. That's a good tool. I did a did a little video on one of those. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's about it. You have anything else, Logan? What do you have to say? Did you prepare your segment for this week? No. Uh, what time are you going to be over tomorrow to edit this? What time can all of our people that are that are anxiously awaiting for it? They don't know they're waiting for it yet. Like they they really want to see this on Wednesday night on on the YouTube's. Can they yes. expect that? Yes. Okay. I can hold you to it. Yeah. Really? You got dad's backing on this? He's not in charge anymore? <laughs> so, okay. Well, right on. Hey, thanks everybody for sticking around watching the show. Um, good times. Anti gravity clamp. They make that thing, George? Wow. Um, you bought them too? So instead of having the old style, the old style pigtail that comes out, it plugs right into that jump starter. Wow. How come you didn't say anything? You're just sitting over there. Stupid proof. Stupid proof. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you didn't want to admit that you had to stupid proof your bike. We never used them. Oh, <laughs> they never. We just, we didn't no, that's. Put, we didn't put them on the bike. We just carried them in case we had to start using them. Had, okay, in case we had to start using them. Yeah, because batteries go bad. If that red wire shorts out, it's taking your all everything down. Right. That's a. That's a. It's a big deal. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of. There's a lot of things that. Can are, bad. bad things can happen. You know, even through preventative maintenance and stuff, or or uh, maybe having a having a you know outsmarting the manufacturer and say oh i'm gonna make this better like bob always does i i buy a lot of bob's used bikes and like we call it unbobbing them yeah it's like i'm still i'm still worried about i had i so i have his ktm 500 that i'm unbobbing currently uh in the this is debobbing yeah so i'm 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 gonna send the suspension to to craft because we're gonna do an evaluation on their suspension and i i I gave Bob, you know, he's, he had his favorite setting on it, and I told him what I thought of it and how it worked and everything, which is different. It may work for him just fine. doesn't work for me. But I'm very worried about, like, is there anything funky inside of that that I shouldn't be sending them that suspension? Like, are they going to open up, and all of a sudden there's some carbon fiber valve shims or something in there? there there's, there's not going to be, like, a, a, a serrated piston inside of it. No. Tapered bores inside of the shock body. None of that. No. Triple stacked valving. It's got the bigger spring in the front and the back is stock. Has it been has the suspension been serviced? Uh no. At how many hours? Oh, I don't know. Oh, so they're gonna be replacing everything. <laughs> so okay, we'll we'll let you know how all this stuff goes. Hey, the screen died out behind us. That means it's time to shut the show down. <laughs> and you're right on, guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, good luck to all my buddies over in Dakar. I'm supposed to be on some other janky podcast about um, about Dakar, and I'll uh, put it up on the social medias because they want they want an expert opinion. So I don't know why they called me. But uh, other than that, uh, are you me. allowed to say what podcast? I don't even know what it's called. Oh. It's, is it is it from someone in Vegas? No, it's I think Cycle News is doing it. Oh, okay. It's it's uh, Jesse Jesse Ziegler. Okay. Um, uh, the guy that ruined Dirt Rider magazine. Uh, he's he's now at Cycle News and he mm-hmm. wants to he wants to have me on the show. He got all the top racers and stuff, but he he's been trying to schedule me and I'm just hard to get a hold of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. Anything else, Logan? Sure. You don't have anything else. There's no there's no burn. You don't have anything burning. That you just want to shoot out there. No. No. Got it. Yeah. Kind of expected that. I thought you were going to say what. (laughs) Okay, everybody. uh, Cheers, and uh, we will see you out on the trail. Bye. Hi, this is Jimmy Lewis with Dirt Bike Test and Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about recluse clutches. Now, I've been using recluse clutches since... I think our wheels were made out of wood, but I can't be sure. And they've come a long ways. The auto clutch technology is frankly amazing. They're getting with better materials, um, more time learning how these things work and function. The ability for them to tune these clutches into, well, let's put it this way. I feel like I'm really good on the clutch and I don't feel like I'm as good as a recluse, especially when it's set up properly with all the tuning and options they have you can set up your recluse clutch to do almost anything you want how do you know well i watch people literally increase the skill level just by putting a recluse in their bike and that's not easy to do so 
If you are interested in learning more, you can always go to recluse.com. That's www.reklus.com and learn and find out what you need for your bike.